is brought to you by Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Cool and comfortable on this Monday morning. Temperatures are in the mid to upper 50s. Could be a couple areas of light patchy fog to start the day as well. Plenty of sunshine to soak up and enjoy on the hotter side for the afternoon with temperatures reaching into the mid to upper 80s. For the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Cozart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. The nail this sucker. Good snap. Good hold. Let's his kick on the way. And it is off the upright. The nail this sucker. Good snap. Good hold. Let's his kick on the way. Oh. And it is off the yeah, you keep listening to it and you're thinking it's going to go in, right? You listen to it a second time, a third time, a fourth time. Uh, you can listen to it eight times. Will Lutz's kick, in fact, did not go in. And the Saints fall to the Minnesota Vikings in a game they should have won yet again to fall to one and three. That is three, count them, three straight losses in a row for the black and gold. Good morning. Welcome to RP3 and company. It was not a tremendous weekend for many of your teams. Saints lose in heartbreaking fashion. Cajuns lose at homecoming. McNeese loses its conference opener. The Houston Astros, though, they swept the Tampa Bay Rays. There we go. There's some positivity. The Atlanta Braves swept the New York Mets and the two best pitchers in Major League Baseball. Uh Uh-huh. So there was some positivity. Oh, and LSU won. Went on the road, rallied from a 17-point deficit. Offense still looks like it's a work in progress. But they got the win. And now they're ranked in the top 25. 25th ranked team in the country. Means it'll be a top 25 matchup Saturday morning inside Tiger Stadium when the Tennessee Volunteers come to town. So there's some positivity to the weekend. But the Saints, woof. Where to begin? Most people say you begin at the beginning, right? I felt the offensive line did a better job. I'll start with some compliments. I thought they did a better job in particular with some of their pass protecting. You could tell they worked on it this week. You can tell that they were coached up this week. 
That's great. It's phenomenal. I thought Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray did a nice job. Not having Alvin Kamara hurts this team, as we know. By the way, when the Saints don't have Alvin Kamara, when he's a scratch from a game, they're now 0-6. 0-6, by the way. Last time I checked, that's not good. That's probably considered... I thought the red rifle looked okay. Didn't, you know, blow my socks off or anything like that, right? I thought thought he did okay. But this game came down to a couple things. Am I the only one that didn't think they, they seemed prepared again early? what it seemed like to me that was part of it the Tyron Matthew penalty was awful hands to the face when there was no hands near anybody's face just a bad call it was a terrible call but the Saints also had some calls that went against them that were legit calls, in particular on the defensive side of the football. Oh, and Justin Jefferson said, you're going to try to do what? Justin Jefferson told the Saints, I'm not Mike Evans. That's exactly what he did. He abused Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore was great heading into this game. And Justin Jefferson just punked him from start to finish. Can't let that guy catch the ball. Can't let that guy continue to abuse your defense. May want to bring in some safety help. Yeah, that didn't happen. I get it. You believe in your guy. You believe in Lattimore because what he does to Mike Evans and what he's done to some other guys. But Justin Jefferson is a dog. And he's far more mentally tough than Mike Evans ever thought about being. And you let him go off for 10 catches for 147 yards. I didn't watch the game. I listened to the game on our station. And then when I couldn't catch our station anymore, I listened to it on the Saints flagship over in Baton Rouge. Went to the Angola Prison Rodeo yesterday. Deuce McAllister was not happy with his own team. Deuce McAllister was not happy with his team, in particular with the team's defense late in that ballgame. He thought, the, he thought the penalty call was horrendous. Absolutely. He also was, my wife turned to me and she goes, I don't think I've ever heard Deuce that disgusted. I don't think so. I don't think I can remember time either. And he's there in the booth watching the game. 
in London going, really? They don't make enough plays to win games. And that's what bad teams do. You were hoping Will Lutz kicked a 61-yard field goal to send it to overtime? There's no guarantee that they would have won in overtime. There's no guarantee that you would have stopped Justin Jefferson from abusing your secondary. There's no guarantee. Andy Dalton was good. Not great, good. 20 of 28, 236, one touchdown, no picks, sacked twice. Saints got pressure on Kirk Cousins, got three sacks on him. Still threw for 273 yards. They got a pick, and they sacked the quarterback three times. And they held Kirk Cousins under 300 yards passing, picked him off, sacked him three times, held Dalvin Cook to only 76 yards rushing. That should be a recipe for success. No, Justin Jefferson said, I got 10 catches for 147 yards. And scored a rushing touchdown. You let the wide receiver score a rushing touchdown. But how about the Andy Dalton lost fumble? How about the Deontay Hardy lost fumble? Woof. Honey Badger got his first interception of the year. It's great. Will Lutz hits from 60. But you're asking a guy, like even if he makes the kick, even if he makes the kick, you're just forcing overtime. That's all you're doing. You're not winning the game. You're forcing overtime is what you're doing. <clears throat> and hoping. Hoping you can figure out a way to slow down Justin Jefferson. Man, look, the Jefferson touchdown was brutal, but the 39-yard reception was worse. When he beat Lattimore, just beat him. It's one-on-one. Jefferson got the better of him. That set up the 47-yard field goal with 24-7 seconds left. Lattimore had a bad game. But that goes to a bigger point here about these Saints. They have to have everyone have a great game to win. That's abundantly clear. They're they're not... We we keep talking about they're too talented to be this bad, right? That keeps being the conversation that we've had on these airwaves, on this show. Maybe they're not as talented as we think. Because if you need 
every one of your guys to play great to win, then you're not a great team. Great teams are able to absorb someone having a bad day and pick them up and other guys step up to fill that void, right? The Saints team needs everyone to play great. Needs the quarterback to play great. Needs the wide receivers to play great. Needs the running backs to play great. Offensive line to play great. Kicker to play great. Like, people were upset yesterday because Will Lutz missed a 61-yard field goal. He had never made a 60-yarder before yesterday. Is that what you need to win games, is having your kicker make two 60-yard field goals? If that's the case, then you got problems. I hate to say it. If you're needing your kicker to make two 60-yard field goals for you, to not even win the game, to just force overtime, you're not a good team. We can talk about the talent all day long. We can talk about Honey Badger and Marcus May. Marcus May, by the way, didn't play. Cam Jordan and Demario Davis and Pete Werner. Payton Turner and Marcus Davenport, they're making a huge impact, aren't they? And Ramchek and Chris Olave, who looked good again yesterday. And Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. We, we talk all about their talent all day long. Does this look like a good team to you? Because Minnesota is 3-1. and one. Does anyone think after watching or listening to that game yesterday, you're thinking Minnesota's one of the best teams in the NFL? No. They're pretty good. The Saints can't beat pretty good. The Saints can't beat pretty good. And there you go. And then Lutz's kick hits the thing, bounces, and instead of falling backwards, it falls forward. But once again, that would have just been to force it to go to overtime. And they had that nice little eight-play drive, and Lutz makes the 60-yard field goal with 151 left for the Saints to tie the game. And then Jefferson, who, by the way, had been limited to nine catches for 62 yards in the past two games. We gave him, and we, Saints, gave him single coverage. Really? Top five wide receiver in the NFL. Your game plan is single man coverage. Okay. And what did they do? Jefferson made you play. Saints began slow yet again. Yet again. They emphasized it all week about starting fast, wanting to start fast. And these are the things. I texted someone this yesterday. We keep talking about the talent. Rash of penalties, slow starts. 
those are usually hallmarks of a poorly coached team. Hate to say it. Still early in the season. But when you see a team continually getting a slew of different penalties and they start off games slow, especially when they arrived in London early, four days before the Vikings did to get an advantage, it's usually a sign of a poorly coached team. We got to take a timeout. We'll hear from the Saints themselves next about the 28-25 loss to Minnesota to fall to 1-3 and three on the season. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and you're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Camara bobbles it at the 20. He reels it in, and he's got the ball. What a catch by Camara. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the NFL. Here is your traffic update on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. A clear, cool fall morning in Acadiana, 54 degrees outside. No traffic accidents to report at the moment. Should you see one, let us know. Grab your phone and call 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Delta Media is your home for thrilling high school football. This season's lineup includes St. Thomas Moore on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, Acadiana on MeTV FM 97.7, Karen Crow on Z1059, Southside on Mustang 1071, Vermilion Parish on 106.3 Radio Lafayette, St. Landry Parish on News Talk 98.5, and Bar on The Game 1041 Lake Charles. Delta Media is your home for Friday Night Football. National Night Out enhances the relationship between neighbors and law enforcement while bringing back a true sense of community. The Caring Crow Police Department invites you to come out Tuesday evening, October 4th. The festivities take place from 5 to 8 p.m. Come enjoy this great family community event. Police officers and firemen will be on hand to answer any questions, and there will be door prizes for all ages. National Night Out, Tuesday, October 4th. We look forward to seeing everyone October 4th at the Karen Crow Police Department and Karen Crow Fire Department. Attention sports fans, your favorite sports book, BetUS.com, is back for our 28th year of NFL action. With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in on all your favorite leagues, including NFL, NBA, MLB, and more. We've also got hundreds of new casino games, including the coolest European slots, and our live dealers are waiting for you with the tables. You need a sports book with integrity, longevity, and you need to know you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, and all kinds of crazy bets. Call today at 1 800 79 BetUS. That's 1-800-79-BET-US and they will walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gives better bonuses than BETUS. Join now. Mention BETUS 2022 and you can get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Head to BETUS.com and join today. That's BETUS, where the game begins. 
It's Macy's VIP sale with an extra 30% off our latest fall arrivals and all the brands you love with your coupon or Macy's card. And get 15% off skincare, makeup, fragrance, and more of your beauty faves. Plus shop specials now through Monday at Macy's. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in store today. Details at Macy's.com pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Full House is on me. Let's watch TV. The Adams Family. Reminds me of a rerun of Green Acres. Full House belongs on me. I always wonder where that tunnel on Hogan's Heroes came out. Shut up, Clink! Hogan! And Jerry Mathers as the beaver. Watch Me TV Acadiana on KLWB over the air on Channel 15.1. Check your local cable listings for the channel in your area. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Uh, the game wants you to face your worst nightmares by hooking you up with tickets to one of the top haunted attractions in the country, the 13th Gate. Just text the word GATE to 337-283-8100 to enter to win a pair of general admission passes. That's GATE to 337-283-8100. Get your scare on this Halloween season at 13th Gate, courtesy of Midnight Productions and The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Let's hear from Dennis Allen, shall we? He's the first-year head coach of the New Orleans Saints, formerly head coach of the Raiders, and became a longtime fixture as a defensive coordinator for the Saints. Man entrusted to keep this thing rolling. Man in charge of the black and gold, and his team has now started off one in three, and... You know, didn't throw any picks yesterday, but they had two lost fumbles. And turnovers have been a problem for this team all season long. And he was asked, how do you fix it? Well, look, we're going we're gonna to have to look at who's, who's handling the ball. Um, you know, and it, it, the, the problem's been a little bit, it's been a, a, a multiple, multitude of players. Um, uh, and so um, we're going to have to continue to, to evaluate that. We're going to have to put in some, some more you know, turnover drills and, and things of that nature and, and uh, uh, try to emphasize the point that we got to protect the football. Putting in turnover drill, he said. Okay. Trying to figure out a way to fix it. Trying to figure out why his team is sloppy. When it comes to turning the ball over, look, th this has been multiple guys. You've had wide receivers, you've had your return guy, you've had quarterbacks, both of them, you've had multiple running backs. No one wants to seem to keep their hands on the football. After week four, and we're looking at implementing some more turnover drills in practice. Okie dokie. Probably should be something that. Should have already been smoothed out. But 
I digress. He wants to try to fix it. Get after it. What about the third down defense? Seemed like yesterday. Saints did really well first and second down, put them in third and long situations, and then mainly it was, hey, let's throw to Justin Jefferson. Third down defense. Had some missteps yesterday, particularly late in the ball game. That's what Dennis Allen had to say about his third down defense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, we did a better job after the after the first drive, and then, you know, there's a drive there in the, in the fourth quarter that, you know, we let them convert a couple that we don't really want to let them convert. So, um, again, we'll look at the tape. We'll make the evaluation what we need to do better. You know, I thought our defensive guys battled their tails off today. I thought they, they – you know, we put them in a couple of tough situations, and and I thought they I thought they battled. It's great to battle. It is. Love effort. It's great. How about execution? You see, effort is only half of it. If you get the guys to buy in and give forth effort, that's great. Outstanding got to be able to execute got to be able to execute the game plan got to be able to get your defense off the field after third down instead of extending drives letting Kirk Cousins march down the field Kirk Cousins let you let you get your brain wrapped around the list of quarterbacks that have been able to move the ball on the Saints defense this year take a moment Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota. Woof. Defense looks good at times. I get it. But, man, when they needed a stop yesterday, they didn't get it. They did not get it. And that is a killer. Now, they did tweak their game plan a little bit offensively, right? And they did get more points on the board, so that's a good thing, right? Uh, was it a better game plan for them offensively? Well, I think that's part of the, part of it. You know, I think, um, you know, just, just, you know, our guys kind of um, taking a look at what we've done over the first three weeks, seeing where we can improve. Um, and I thought we did a better job you know, with some of the things that we were doing, particularly there in the second half, you know, offensively. Did not have AK in this game. He had the rib issue. He was a limited in practice this week, and then he was a scratch. So to be fair to the offense, you didn't have not only did you have Jameis Winston because Andy Dalton had to start in his place because Winston couldn't go. Didn't have Michael Thomas, couldn't go. Alvin Kamara, couldn't go. In particular, the Kamara one is one that kind of caught people off guard a little bit. We thought Thomas wasn't going to play. We thought Winston wasn't going to play. But we thought Kamara was going to play and then ended up not playing. And was his injury, is it a setback, so to speak? And this is what Dennis Allen had to say. No, it wasn't a setback. I just think, you know, as you evaluate throughout the week, um, you know, I think there was a little bit more pain and discomfort, um, you know, really even last week. And, and, and again, this is a long season. And so um, you don't want to go through this 
cyclical thing where each week, you know, it's, a, it's an issue. And so, um, you know, I think we felt like resting him this week, hopefully to be able to have him back for next week, um, you know, gives him the best chance to be healthy throughout the year. Okay. You need Kamara for the long haul. And look, Ingram and Murray ran the ball well. They did. Offense still isn't dynamic. Minnesota does have a pretty good defense, but the Saints' offense is not dynamic, but it's been, it was better yesterday, even without Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. So that's something. It's positive. One and three now. You got a stretch here of Seattle, Cincinnati, and the Raiders. Are all three of those in a row at home? I know Seattle and Cincinnati are back-to-back inside the Dome. Because they opened up the season at Atlanta, then back home at Tampa, then at Carolina. And technically, I guess the London game was a home game for them, even though it was in London. But I know Seattle on Sundays at home, and then the following week, I do believe it's Cincinnati at home. Producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names has, has checked the research, has checked the data. What do we have? So, um, fun. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, so next week is uh, the Seahawks at Saints, then the Bengals at Saints, and then the Saints are at the Cardinals. That's the, the Thursday 20th. night game. Mm-hmm. That, that's right. So, it's, so th- this is your stretch. So you get a Seattle team that's fighting pretty well. They're two and two. Inexplicably, with Geno Smith as their quarterback, they come to town on Sunday. Then it's Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, who are now two and two after back-to-back wins. The following Sunday, then it's on the road on Thursday night football against Arizona Cardinals. Then back at home against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And then the start of November, it's the Monday night game against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So they're one in three now. What do they need to do here? Like, I, are they going to have to go two and zero for everyone to feel better? Mm-hmm. That that means not only beating Seattle, but that also means beating Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the defending AFC champs. is there anything that you've seen from this team that gives you confidence they can do this? They've lost to a bad Panthers team and a mediocre Minnesota team and struggled mightily against an awful Atlanta team. So, I don't know. I asked a buddy of mine, our guy Nick, I was like, is it time for us to start calling this team a bad team? And he goes, not yet, but really, 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 really close. Really, really, really close to start calling this a bad football team. Not quite there, but definitely need to get back to being 500. Need to get to 3-3. Three and three. Well, Seattle on Sunday, and then Cincinnati the following Sunday. That leads us to our poll question of the day. How close are the Saints to being considered a bad team? Very close, close, not close at all. 60% of you right now say very close. 28% say close. 12% say not close. 
Ton on Twitter says, I can see both sides here. Saints have a locker room full of talent, but Carmichael sucks. Injury sucks. DA is not a good head coach. NFL officiating is garbage. Players do not seem to be getting coached up or held accountable. Just my two cents. John Paul Cajun Daddy says, level parity in the NFL today. Crazy. Every game you can point to one or two plays. If those one or two plays goes different, the outcome of the game is different. The big difference in this game was the two bad calls on the Vikings' final touchdown drive. <clears throat> no doubt, Saints had bad calls go against them. Justin Jefferson was also an absolutely unstoppable force. Steve says, they are bad. Close only counts in hand grenades, horseshoes, and drive-in movies. Ralph says, well, there should have been a fourth option. They are a bad team. When you lead the league in turnover margin, second in penalties, justified or not, and are one and three and last in your division, you're bad. Uh, my man went ahead and shared a gif of Redskin fans, commander fans wearing bags on their helmets. That's a bad team, by the way. Oof. Oof. Not a good team. Keep voting on our poll question of the day. Leave your thoughts on Facebook and Twitter, or you can give us a call. Hotline's always open. Love to hear from you. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. When we return here on RP3 and Company, talk a little LSU. That's next, right here on The Game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Brett Musburger's Action Update. Astros and Phillies meet today at Minute Maid Park right here on the game. Lance McCullers Jr. pitching for the Astros, another 25 favorite. Aaron Nola for the Phillies, plus 105. The total seven over. Phillies' magic number to clinch the final wild card of the NL is two games. They're minus 2,500 to win that wild card. College football coming up on Saturday. LSU a four-point underdog at home to Tennessee. The total 62 at Tiger Stadium. The Saints back at Caesars Superdome this week after their trip to London. They're a four-point underdog against the Seahawks. The total 44. 50% off site-wide at OmahaSteaks.com and save an additional $30 when you enter the promo code VSIN. V-S-I-N at checkout at omahasteaks.com. For the latest sports betting news and information 24-7, 365, go to vsin.com. Mike Sennett on the game. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Guys, want an effective, affordable way to get ED medication 100% online? Whether you're looking for Viagra or Cialis, or generic medications as effective as Viagra but 90% cheaper, you can find it all through Hims. Hims is your go-to for doctor-trusted treatments to help you treat ED. Get ED treatment for as low as $3 per use and save up to $1,000 per month with generic for Viagra versus the brand name at 4 radio. If prescribed, your medication will be shipped to your door in discreet packaging. Do it all online. No in-person appointments. Get hard results with hymns or your money back. Go to 4 slash radio to get your first visit free. That's 4 slash radio to get started free. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, 
The next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. Paid for by John Kennedy for Us, Inc. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. Cypress Propane has one of the largest selections of tanks, serving Lake Charles and all of Acadiana with six locations. Residential, commercial, industrial, or agriculture tanks are available now. No wait with Cypress Propane. Cypress Propane, honored to serve the people of Southwest Louisiana. SouthernCottonBlooms.com is a locally owned online children's clothing boutique. Find everything from smocked clothing to modern wear. Selections are cute, fashionable, and affordable for boys and girls, newborn to 10 years. SouthernCottonBlooms.com. Bro Bridge Truck Stop Casino. We have the newest games around, hot seat drawings, and monthly specials like no one else. Located on the Bro Bridge Highway in the banks of the Vermilion River. Come on out today and try your luck at the Bro Bridge Truck Stop Casino. Support our local community and shop certified South Louisiana. The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station has a brand new text club, and we want you to become a member. To join the club, simply text GAME to 337-283-8100. That's GAME to 337-283-8100. You'll be the first to know about our latest contests, prizes, and anything that's going on with the game. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Well, an exciting win for our guys, certainly um, coming back from a 17-0 deficit on the road um, is not where you want to be, but we found a way. Um, It's been the DNA of this group um, to battle, uh, to fight, and uh, they certainly did that tonight. Uh, They found a way to win. And look, at the end of the day, um, there's a saying in golf, there's no pictures on the scorecard. Um, <laughs> there's just what you score. And, and tonight, there's no pictures on the scoreboard for us. Um, we just found a way to win this game. And, and that's, that's really what you're trying to do in the SEC West. It's, it's tough competition going on the road. It's a tough crowd that you have to overcome. Um, was that our best performance? Uh, I hope not, um, but it was gutty, it was gritty, and it was um, one that I'm proud of uh, our guys and the way they hung in there down 17 nothing. So um, we can, yeah, as I told our guys, that's a culture win, that's a program win, um, where you're doing things the right way uh, to win a game like that. Tigers. Well, the purple and gold version. Go in and beat the other Tigers from Auburn. 21-17. It wasn't a pretty game offensively. Let's let's be fair. 
And credit Auburn because they go up early. And they catch LSU sleeping, right? 53-yard touchdown pass there in the first quarter. Ashford hits Johnson, and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) I was texting a few LSU fans, and they're like, oh, no. You just hear it in their voice. No. Then Ashford hits Brown for an 18-yard touchdown. And just like that, the Tigers are down 14-0. Then they add a field goal there in the second quarter, and it is 17-0. And LSU looks lost. They look unprepared. And it looks like Auburn, Auburn, whose coach is embattled, whose coach is on the hot seat to be fired, only in his second year, they're a mess from top to bottom, administration down is going to whoop up on LSU. But the Tigers didn't quit. And that's what you like to see. I I just, it was an ugly win. LSU, when they win games this year, it's going to be ugly. It's a transition year. I keep trying to say that over and over again. For the Tigers, it's going to, they're going to win ugly. This isn't 2019. It's just not but it's better than the last two years. It's taking a step in the right direction. And when Ojolari forced that fumble, sack in Ashford, and Jay Ward returned it 23 yards for a touchdown, that changed the whole game. You could feel it. That changed everything. Because up to that point, LSU was struggling and that gave them the shot in the arm, courtesy of the defense, courtesy of Ojolari and Ward. Your veteran guys stepped up and made a play. Game-changing play. This changed the entire outcome of the game. Because then later, right before halftime, you get the Jaden Daniels touchdown run. That makes it 17-14. And then John Emery Jr., the young man who finally gets to play after not being able to play due to academics, gets himself a 20-yard touchdown run, 21-17, and it's a win. Once again, not the prettiest game. (laughs) It just wasn't the prettiest. Daniels was a whopping 8 for 20 for only 80 yards in this game. He was sacked three times. Garrett Nussmeyer even got some run in this game. Two for six for five yards. Woof. But they were able to run the ball effectively. Over 200 yards on the ground. Williams, Daniels, Emery, and even Noah Kane got involved. Passing game was pub on, but the defense did its job. Even scored a touchdown. Gave them the spark that they needed. And for them, they came together. They started bouncing back there in the second quarter. 
But really the second half, they bounced back and tightened up and played some phenomenal football, particularly defensively, pitching a shutout the rest of the way. And Kelly talked about that. Look, I, I think you saw the same game I did, right? We let the quarterback out. He scrambled. We were not good on the back end. We broke down onto some coverages, so we cleaned some things up in communication. We did some things that uh, we hadn't done. We were cutting some crossers and doing some things that just were not fundamentally uh, part of our package. Um, had some communication issues. Joe was starting for his first time back there, and uh, we got we got the communication cleaned up in the back the, the back half. Um, Howard's playing it, you know, a, a lot out in space, and, and and they made some plays too. Now, you know, they hit some they hit some uh, seam routes, and BJ Ojulari is in good position. We deflect the ball. They made some plays too, so give Auburn some credit in the passing game. But we cleaned some things up at halftime, uh, made some adjustments and some coverages, um, and and certainly tightened some things up. This team's defense is good. It's a good defense. They got some guys. Now look. They make mistakes, but if I have to point to one thing that's probably the strength of this team, it's this defense. Special teams are a little shaky. Offense is inconsistent. Offensive line is still not very good. The wide receivers are supposed to be deep as all get out, but the offense itself is inconsistent. LSU is going to be in games that they shouldn't be in because of their defense. That's what it's going to come down to. They're going to have opportunities to win ball games because of their defense. That's what stands out to me. Kelly also gave us his thoughts on what he saw from Jane Daniels and the latest injury updates involving the Tigers following Saturday's win over Auburn. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Um, he was a bit limited. Burst of sack, um, knee, no structural damage, nothing structural. Um, he was in, in pain. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have him back. Um, we're not concerned with it. Um, but he was really sore and he was limping around. I didn't like the way he was moving out there, so I made the decision to, to take him out. He didn't come out on his own. So no structural damage. It, it, it's not going to get any easier. You're not going to have any cupcake games to rest up against. Tennessee comes to town. They're ranked in the top ten. 11 a.m. kick Saturday. Then on the road at Florida. Then back home against Ole Miss, who beat a top 10 ranked Kentucky team over the weekend. It's not going to get any easier. And if Daniels is hobbled, you saw how the injury impacted his play and how bad the offense looked because of that. We see Nussmeyer struggle. If Jaden is hindered by an injury, oof. can you count on your defense to score points? That's how you won Saturday. You won Saturday, 21-17, and your defense scored a touchdown. If the defense doesn't score that touchdown, you don't win the game. Got to figure out that offense. But a good road win, come from behind road victory for LSU as they improved to 4-1 and one on the season and now ranked 25, number 25 in the polls. We got to take a timeout. 
wrap up our number one. That's all coming up next right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is LSU star Jack Besh, and you're listening to the game 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here is your traffic update on the game 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's all clear out there, the weather and the traffic. No accidents to tell you about at the moment. Should you encounter a situation, we'd appreciate hearing from you. Call 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Did you know there's a place in Youngsville where you can watch the games on game day, enjoy a cocktail or two with live music on Fridays, fill up on delicious food every day, and you can bring your whole family? Well, now you know. Head to Acadiana Bar and Grill today for lunch or dinner. You'll find them at 327 Iberia Street in Youngsville, just a block from the Clock Tower Roundabout. Acadiana Bar and Grill is a great family place with a menu chocked full of appetizers, fresh seafood dishes, mouthwatering burgers, wraps, wings, daily drink specials, and more. What are you waiting for? Acadiana Bar and Grill, open daily at 11. Now you can enjoy Acadiana Bar and Grill for half price. Go to AcadianaDeals.com this Friday starting at 10 a.m. and get $50 in gift certificates from Acadiana Bar and Grill for only $25. Gift certificates from Acadiana Bar and Grill is a great way to treat your family and they're much appreciated stocking stuffers. Get $50 in gift certificates for $25 this Friday at AcadianaDeals.com. Frank and Tony Productions present for one night only. Band of Heathens live at the ACA in downtown Lafayette. Critically acclaimed root rock originals. Band of Heathens. I was born in the rain on a bunch of train underneath the Louisiana moon. Rolling Stone calls them a smoking live band. Don't miss Band of Heathens. Friday night, October 7th at 7.30 p.m. Take me away. Get your tickets now at AcadianaCenterForTheArts.org. Band of Heathens, one night only at ACA. She's hot, she's cold, and she's mean. Nobody taught her. It takes a lot of water to wash away in New Orleans. It's another Frank and Tony production. Band of Heathens at ACA. Friday, October 7th. Show starts at 7.30. Next up to take the stage at Pelican Park for the Mecrity Show is Daryl Grow and the High Rollin' Band. Get ready to two-step to soulful traditional country music. The Mecrity Show is a free outdoor concert held every Wednesday behind the ballpark. The family-friendly music starts at 6 and ends at 8.30. Don't forget to bring a lawn chair. Refreshments will be available for purchase and no ice chest as always. It's Daryl Grow and the High Rolling Band at the Mecrity Show at Pelican Park. Time for you to visit the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Here's what you could score. Right now in the Game Clubhouse, you can score a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou. From game and concert tickets to restaurant gift certificates, you can score big by joining the Game Clubhouse. Go sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. 
Poll question of the day. We asked you how close are the Saints to be considered a bad team? They fall to the Minnesota Vikings over in London. They're now one in three on the season. 54% of you say they're very close. 29% say close and 17% say not close at all. Tad says not a bad team, just playing bad football close though. I think that's fair. Look, I, I a lot of times I open these things up for discussion because I want to hear from you guys. I have my own thoughts about what I see out there. And yeah, John Paul Cajun Daddy shared. I mean, yes. After reviewing the play, whatever goes against the Saints stands. They have bad calls go against them. It happened again on Sunday. You're exactly correct. Exactly correct. But this isn't a well-coached team. Still waiting for this team to be well-coached. I haven't seen it yet. They have a lot of talent. Haven't been able to put it together yet. We got to take a timeout. Our number one is in the books. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Leave your thoughts on Facebook and Twitter. Well, more to talk about coming up. Cajuns, Tigers, Cowboys, Saints, Astros, all on deck right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers in Houston Astros. Do you need professional cleaning? From complete home or business cleaning to fire and water disasters, Superior Contract Cleaning is the only company you'll need. Visit SuperiorContractCleaning.com or call 337-247-5567. I'm Chris Rader with Rader Solutions. Each week in Acadiana, 10 to 20 businesses are hacked and they lose their data. This loss is a costly strain on your business. Protect your business. Call Rader. We are a complete IT managed service provider with hands-on support and solutions. Have questions? Call us. We're here 24-7 with answers to your business security concerns. Sleep well knowing your business data is safe and secure. Visit us at RaiderSolutions.com. Employee onboarding? Automated. Hmm. Customer support? Automated. What if you could automate all your company's routine operation tasks and do it easily? Uh, lead management. Automated. With Zapier, you can. Zapier is the leader in no-code automation. Connect over 5,000 apps, automate almost any workflow, and streamline your team's performance without hiring a developer and with no coding required. That's right, Zapier's templates make it simple for you to automate anything in minutes, no matter your level of expertise. Zapier eliminates routine tasks and frees your employees to focus on the bigger picture. And with Zapier's advanced security features and annual SOC 2 audits, your data is safe and secure. See why thousands of companies, including Slack, Salesforce, and HubSpot, trust Zapier to automate their businesses. Even complex tasks? Automated with Zapier. Try Zapier for free today at zapier.com radio. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R dot com slash radio. Zapier dot com slash radio. Has your home or business experienced an unexpected disaster? From fire and water damage restoration to mold remediation, call the experts immediately at Superior Contract Cleaning. 337-247-5567 or visit SuperiorContractCleaning.com. We are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
This is KLWB, Karen Crow, Lafayette, The Game, 1037, KLCJ FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles, The Game, 1041, a Delta Media Station. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two-minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. The LSU Tigers came from behind to down Auburn 21-17 Saturday night. Jaden Daniels completed 8 of 20 passes for 80 yards. Josh Williams rushed for 68 yards on 17 carries. The Tigers host Tennessee next Saturday. The Ragin' Cajuns didn't fare so well. South Alabama kicked a last-second field goal for a 2017 win on Saturday. Ben Woolridge was 18 of 29 for 90 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Chris Smith rushed for 107 yards on 12 carries. The Cajuns traveled to Marshall October 12th. The McNeese Cowboys got walloped by Incarnate Word 48-20 to on Saturday. Knox Cadem was 13-26 of for 144 yards. Deonta McMahon rushed for 88 yards and a touchdown. The Cowboys host Texas A&M Commerce October 15th. The New Orleans Saints were down by the Minnesota Vikings 28-25 yesterday. Andy Dalton was 20-28 of for 236 yards and a touchdown. Latavius Murray rushed for 57 yards and a touchdown. Chris Olave caught four passes for 67 yards and a touchdown. They host Seattle next Sunday. The Astros downed the Rays 3-1 yesterday. Jeremy Pena homered and drove in all three Astros runs. Luis Garcia gave up one run on three hits, walking one in six innings. The Astros host the Phillies at 7-10 tonight. You can listen on the game. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. This weather update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is brought to you by Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Cool and comfortable on this Monday morning. Temperatures are in the mid to upper 50s. Could be a couple areas of light patchy fog to start the day as well. Plenty of sunshine to soak up and enjoy on the hotter side for the afternoon with temperatures reaching into the mid to upper 80s. For the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Cozart. Oh, yeah. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Saints lose again. Woof. Didn't look ready. Had turnovers. Had penalties go against them. And, yeah. That Tyron Matthew penalty was awful. Hands to the face. His hands were nowhere near the face. Like, really? It's like, that's terrible. It's a terrible penalty. The problem for the Saints is this. 
they're not good enough to overcome bad calls going against them. Teams have bad calls go against them all the time. You, if you watch the NFL over the weekend, you see it in every game. Every game. There's horrendous officiating in every single game. You go, what you doing? It's bad officiating. The league is filled with bad officiating. The problem for the Saints is that they have calls go against them that are bad calls. Make no bones about it. Terrible calls. They're not talented enough to overcome those bad calls. And that's the problem. They're just not good enough to overcome those bad calls. When a bad call goes against them, a couple plays later, they end up giving up a touchdown. It happened in the Tampa game. Remember when they had a couple bad calls go against them on that drive? And then Tampa scored, and then the floodgates opened? Happened again yesterday against Minnesota. They're that close. They're not that. I keep saying that they have way too much talent to be this bad. And let's say I can buy into that Minnesota's a good team. They're 3-1. and one. Their record suggests they're a good team. Let's say, okay, you lost in London with no Michael Thomas, no Alvin Kamara against a good football team. Okay. I'll check it out. Boom. Done. But you nearly lost to Marcus Mariota-led Atlanta team. You lost to another good team or supposed good team in Tampa Bay. And then you lost to a bad Carolina team. What happens if they lose to a mediocre Seattle team with Geno Smith at quarterback on Sunday? Inside the dome. Because if they lose to Cincinnati and Joe Burrow and company, well, everyone's going to be like, well, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. Eh. I just... They feel like they're close to being a bad team. They've had some bad losses, and it's still early. And that's the crazy thing about this. As as much as it is negative right now to feel about this team and everything like that, (laughs) Tampa's two and two. Like like, Like they're a win back of being in front of the division, tied for the division lead. Like, like, how crazy is that? The division is still theirs for them to take if they can get it together. If they can get it together. That's a big if. Let's head out to the hotline. We got people waiting to come on. Let's talk to Jamie first, a.k.a. Mr. Green. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Oh, good morning, Mr. Third. I'm, I'm doing all right after that uh, close loss in fantasy. Man, if Brady had just thrown one more pass to Evans, I could have won that matchup. Oh, there you go, bud. I, hey, I like I like the fact that you guys are rolling with the offense of not running the football at all and just letting your 45-year-old quarterback throw it 50 times a game. Jeez, man. Like, negative three yards, and they go, yeah, we're just not going to run it anymore. Like They ran the ball three uh, times. They ran the ball like three times last night against Kansas City, and they're like, nah, we're good. We're good. I mean, I, I think that was the case of just giving up. I tell you what, man, with the Saints, 
they have the potential to be a good team. They have a potential to be a bad team. And, you know, it's all relative, right? Because, you know, are they as bad as, like, the creamsicle and white Buccaneers from days gone by? No. Are they as good as the Super Bowl-winning Saints team? No. They're kind of somewhere in the middle. And, you know, you brought up Geno Smith. Let, let, forget, Geno Smith is quietly having a better season right now than uh, old Russ is. And uh, so, I mean, he's, you know, they're, they're a decent team as well. But the Saints, I don't know. I just, I, I think that they have, like we've said, millions of times, right? They have too much talent to be a bad team. But you can have all the greatest players in the world. But if they're not playing together as a team and they're not having success as a team, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, you've got, you've got guys that just individually, you know, they're, they're amazing. But for whatever reason, they're like adding quinoa to gumbo. It just isn't working so well. So I'm going to hold off on saying it needs to be a bad team. I think they still have the potential to be a good team this season. But uh, and just like Tampa running three times and giving up, Saints don't seem to be uh, doing too much with the run either. And Carmichael is just so stinking predictable and showing, you know, he doesn't want to be there. So that's, that's kind of my take. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got. Jamie, appreciate the phone call, brother. Enjoy your day, my friend. Y'all have a good day. Jamie, with the opportunity to to flex and brag about his Northwestern State demons, he did not do it. He did not do it. Instead, he focused on the negative of his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe later in the week, Jamie will be more positive about his demons of destiny. Let's head back out to the hotline. Welcome on. Man, I haven't heard from this guy in a minute. Halftime, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Good morning, good morning. I'm sorry, my schedule changed. That's why you haven't been hearing from me. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to say, as far as the Saints, my take on the game, when I ain't going to say really the game, just the season right now. But what I see, I agree with you. Not, I think they're an all right team. I mean, you got to be realistic. So I don't think they were going to win the Super Bowl, but I thought they could have made some noise. I think the problem is that it's the clicking. They're not clicking together. It's like, you see the defense, the defense will do good, and the offense just not clicking. Then all of a sudden, the offense do good, and you're thinking, okay, yeah, now we just need the defense to hold. And then it's like the defense just went away. It's like they're not clicking at the same time. And I think they're going to start clicking. And once they start clicking, it's going to be too late. Probably won't even make the playoffs. But you're gonna, it's going to upset you because you're going to be like, oh, this could have been a real good team. I think that's the problem. The, the chemistry, they just not, they're just not clicking together. That's what I see. I don't know what you guys take on it. Well, halftime, let me ask you this. I mean, you know, we talk about it, and and the division is still very much in play because Mm -hmm. Tampa's not running away from it and not a running. That might be the saving grace for them. Right, right. And and, and Tampa has this great defense, and they got lit up by Mahomes and company last night Mm -hmm. um, and, and got destroyed. So, you know, could the Saints still have the potential here because it's early and, and the NFL is kind of wide open this year? Do they have the potential to maybe turn their season around? Maybe if they don't win the division, but they could be maybe one of those dangerous wild card teams, right? That we've seen yeah. in years past with the Steelers or the Giants or the Ravens, whoever it might be, where you get into the postseason and you had ups and downs, but you kind of come together at the right time. And then you're the team that no one wants to face. Cincinnati was that way last year, remember? So, 
Do you think the Saints could still do that? Yeah, I think they could still do it with a little note, too, also. I think they could do it. I think it's possible. Again, if they just were clicking at this, it just – I mean, you see it. It's crazy. Like, the defense is rolling, and then offense is like, man, what you doing? Then all of a sudden, okay, the offense got it together. Defense, all you got to do is just hold, and it's like a big play happens. Like, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> it's, it's frustrating because it's like they're not terrible. They're not terrible. Again, I'm not going to sit there and say they're the Super Bowl team, and I expected them to go to the Super Bowl. But I thought, you know, I, I just thought they would have been relevant, if you get what I'm saying. I thought they would have been competing. And it's just, it's frustrating. And it's not like these losses are some blowouts. They're, I mean, at least, i tell you what, at least the offense clicked a little better this game and not wait till two minutes left in the game, you know, <laughs> to just start rolling. I like agree. The last, the last couple of games. And the thing, and the thing frustrating for Saints fans, has to be the fact that you look at this team and you look at these games and they could very easily have been 4-0. Exactly. Right? And exactly. I think I think I think that's what makes it worse. It, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's not that it's not like you're the Washington Commanders. Shout out to my team. Mm-hmm. Um I agree. Can, can't, can't wait to see Ron Rivera fired by mid by the midway point of the season. <laughs> and and exactly. uh, but you you understand know you you're not bad like that. It's more of being bad and being uh, fall, uh, failing to live up to your potential. It's another thing if you're just bad, right? If you're bad, you're bad. But this is a team that has the talent to be really good. They just haven't been able to put it together. And I think, and on this, and I'm going to let you go, I think on that, this is where you're seeing uh, missing Sean Payton as far as for motivating the team. That's what I, 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 I feel. Like, I feel Sean Payton would have had them more together. Not, not game plan, not, you know, I think the game plan, all that would have still been the same. I just think, like what they're doing, I just think the the focusness is where Sean Payton comes in at better than than uh, Dennis Allen. Hyper, yeah, right hyper organized. I think that's a fair point. Halftime. Appreciate the phone call, brother. Thank you all for right. your time. Having a great day, my friend. Hey, look, that that's fair because I thought Sean did some of his best coaching of his career last year. Now, they didn't make the playoffs, and I know that's a weird thing to say on the surface. Well, what do you mean? He's won a Super Bowl. They've gone to – yeah. I thought Sean did some of his best motivating and best coaching last year when the team had two bouts of COVID, had no Michael Thomas, threw out Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, and Ian Book at quarterback, and they still nearly made the playoffs. I thought he did some of his most outstanding coaching last year. Are they getting coached up as much? Are they getting coached up as well? I just don't know. I really don't. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on, Martin, to the show, the vice chancellor of ERATH. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, what a glorious morning it is, Mr. RB3, bald and beautiful one. (laughs) Hey, bud, hey. Uh, Hey, hey, man, look. Yeah, your, your Cowboys, you keep talking bad about them, but they're right there in the mix, man. Because, okay, this is what y'all don't know, okay? <laughs> I got a secret cahoots. I'm in secret cahoots with, with the Cowboys organization, and they can hear every time I talk bad about them, and it motivates them, all right? So I got to keep talking bad, and they're going to keep playing good. But The vice chancellor of ERATH is motivating the Cowboys. I love that's it. That's right. I love it. All right, uh, continue, bud. 
Now, uh, I wanted to kind of bring up uh, the news that broke Saturday about Tua. Um, you know, uh, I, I seen that uh, the neuro, uh, how you say, the neurosurgeon or whatever that was on the sideline, he's been fired, and I think he's filing a lawsuit against the NFL. Tua is, if I seen that right. Uh, but I think it's past time because, I mean, it was clear as day that the guy had a concussion. I mean, I ain't no doctor or anything, but I mean, I could have, I could have diagnosed that. I mean, but now my but, question is: Do you think? Go ahead, Martin. Go ahead. Uh, do you think like more players come out and, and and like? Do you think anything comes out of this? Like, do you think? I mean, that this guy's gonna be held uh, accountable for his his actions, whoever this neurosurgeon is, or whatever. You know, I, I just want to see hear your comments on on the whole breaking. Right. I can do that, Mark. That Thank you for the phone call, brother. Yes, sir, and have a good one. Do I think anything's going to come of it? No. I, it, I I'm not trying to be negative. I, I thought you saw some teams react over the weekend, in particular in the NFL with their guys and taking maybe a little extra steps. They talked about it on some of the broadcast about that. I think you're going to see that be kind of maybe the impact initially here. But I don't think it is great things are going to happen here. Great changes are going to happen. Seismic changes to the NFL. No. Because here's the thing. The Dolphins had no issue throwing Tua back out there on Thursday night. What if Tua doesn't get hurt Thursday? Yeah, we're focused on, oh, it looked like he apparently had a concussion in the Sunday game against Buffalo. So why was he allowed to get back into the game and he should never played on Thursday? Well, what if he plays Thursday and they win that game and he doesn't get hurt? We're not having this discussion, are we? See how that works? The Dolphins don't care. And look, I've had a discussion with a couple different people over the weekend about this subject. I think it's a out of sight, out of mind kind of thing where it's like, hey, we hired this guy. He looks reputable. We're going to let him handle, make all the decisions. That way we don't have, we, we're not forced to do so, right? So I'm going to pay you, Hannah Five Names, you're, you're a neuroscientist or analyst or surgeon or whatever the guy's title is that was for the Dolphins that just got fired. I'm going to hire you and look, you're our guy, you're our gal rather, to take care of concussion protocols when it comes to our players, Okay. Get after it. Thanks. And that's it. Like, I, I don't need to know about your inner workings. I don't need to know about your process. I'm not going to have confirmation with you every week to discuss are your concerns or who are you concerned about. I'm just going to simply hire you to be on staff. And when a, a situation comes up, you got to give the clearance on it, yes or no. And that's what I think's happened here. That's what I think a lot of NFL teams have done in response to all the concussion brouhaha that's happened over the last 10 years, that they just said, hey, let's hire some professionals, contract it out, hire some people, have them on staff, and they can evaluate our guys during the games, on game day or whatever, and clear these people, and that we we don't have to worry about it. Yeah? Are you vetting these people? Are you making sure that they're doing the right job? Are you making sure there's protocols in place for them to follow? Are you making sure procedures are being done? Are you making sure T's are crossed and I's are dotted? 
And I think if we're having an honest conversation, I don't think the L- I don't think the National Football League cares. They just threw money at the problem like they did with the concussion lawsuits. And then they just throw money at the problem by hiring people to handle it. And they don't care. I- I've told you that for years. I don't, I don't think they care. I just don't. I just, there's nothing in their actions, I believe. So, yeah, they're going to turn around and fire this guy, and there's going to be a lawsuit and probably a settlement involved. Because he's going to argue, he passed the protocols that I put forth and you hired me to put forth. Now you're telling me that you don't? So I don't think anything's really going to happen of this, to be perfectly frank with you. This is not going to be the seismic change many of us think that should be done. It's just not going to happen. Good phone call, though. Good phone calls start off hour number two. We got to take a timeout. When we return, we're going to talk a little Raging Cajuns football. They lost again, third straight loss to fall to the two and three on the year. 0 2 in the Sun Belt and 0 2 in the Sun Belt West. Any aspirations of winning the West and playing for a conference championship are gone. And now they get a week off to prepare for a road trip to Marshall. Cajuns struggling a little bit here. We'll talk about it next on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Johnson throws. Boutte's got it wide open at the 10. Far side. He's in for the score. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. And your home for the LSU Tigers. Here is your traffic update on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Traffic is starting to build up. Keep in mind it's a school day. Look out for buses and kids. We have no accidents to report at the moment. If you see one, 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Time to face your worst nightmares with the game's 13th gate giveaway. We have your VIP tickets for the legendary haunted house attraction. That way you can scream over and over again while others have to wait in line. Simply register in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today to win a pair of VIP tickets to the 13th gate, courtesy of Midnight Productions and The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. National Night Out enhances the relationship between neighbors and law enforcement while bringing back a true sense of community. The Caring Crow Police Department invites you to come out Tuesday evening, October 4th. The festivities take place from 5 to 8 p.m. Come enjoy this great family community event. Police officers and firemen will be on hand to answer any questions, and there will be door prizes for all ages. National Night Out, Tuesday, October 4th. We look forward to seeing everyone October 4th at the Karen Crow Police Department and Karen Crow Fire Department. This fall, Academy of the Sacred Heart and Berkman's Academy invite your family to experience the sights and sounds of student life in historic Grand Coteau. Throughout October, we're hosting a series of open house events for potential students and their families. Our open house events are the perfect way to get a behind the scenes look at our beautiful campus grounds and single gendered approach to education. 
from classroom walkthroughs and sanctuary tours to a complete overview of school offerings and the enrollment process, you'll gain all the insights you need to make the best decision for your child's future. What's more, application fees will be waived in October for anyone who attends an event. But hurry because space is limited. Reserve your spot today for Academy of the Sacred Heart and Berkman's Academy Open House event by visiting ash1821.org slash tours. Again, that's ash1821.org slash tours. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. This is Joel Fruget from Acadiana Prescription Shop, inviting you to experience the service and confidence of getting your prescription filled by people who know you and your health care needs. Our service is fast and always friendly. Acadiana Prescription Shop, next to Champagne's in Lafayette's Oil Center. Bearwood Furniture Center carries quality indoor and outdoor furniture that's constructed from solid wood. Do you need furniture now? Bearwood Furniture Center has a large variety of furniture in stock. From our showroom to your home, Bearwood Furniture Center, Exit 7 in Karen Crow or BearwoodFurnitureCenter.com. Cafe 20.3 is expanding hours and looking for new team members. Apply today. It's a casual cafe nestled next to a bayou. Open at 6, serving boudin breakfast burritos and more, plus a drive-thru for pickup orders. Cafe 20.3 on General Mouton and University. Support our local community and shop certified South Louisiana. There are some hosts that talk like they know everything, but you don't have to worry about our guy, RP3. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's because he never knows what he's talking about. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Back to the show in the know. RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. How close are the Saints to being considered a bad team? Right now, 54% of you say very close. 29% say close and 17% say not close. Not yet. Not yet. But you're getting dangerously close for them to being considered that. That's how I kind of feel about this. There's still time, especially the way the rest of the NFC kind of looks, in particular the NFC South. They kind of, you know, get things together here, put together a couple wins. Seattle, Cincinnati, Arizona, Vegas. Those are their next four games. Those are not world beaters. Not this year. Not to start the season, at least. Saints could get it right. By the end of October, they could be an above 500 ball club. But they're getting close. If they can't get it, they're going to have to turn things around this month. Let's head back out to the hotline. Welcome on, James, to the show. James, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Mr. RP3, I wanted to comment on the uh, concussion issue and the Players Association and uh, the owners. I I agree with you about 99%, but the only thing I don't buy is kind of the 100% the owners are bad and evil and the players are great. Um, I never said that. I never said that. Yeah, I know. I just said that's kind of the implication, though, a little bit in my mind. I'm sorry if I misunderstood that, but the NFL Players Association negotiated the way this is done with the owners. Oh, yeah. The NFL Players Association also vets those guys. They also have the ability to fire them. 
And, you know, in my mind, both sides, you know, they have their agendas and the players are stuck in the middle. Uh, it's kind of like the world's oldest known profession, right? Both sides know what they are. All they got to do is haggle on price. And the players are always going to want to play, right? I, that's that, yep. that, that's yep. the other part of this is that the players, because they're competitors, because they're out there and they're gladiators and everything like that, they're always going to want to play, even when they're injured, right? So somebody has to step in and be like, okay, I get that you want to play, but you're falling down like a man who's drank two boxes of box wine, you know, before 10 o'clock in the morning. Probably shouldn't let you get back into the game, right? So somebody has to step up and be accountable here. And look, we, you're completely right. We like to paint the owners as the big evil guys, but the NFLPA agrees to these contracts. The collective bargaining agreement is signed by both sides. By both sides. That's how it works. Yeah, agreed 100%. Everybody wants plausible deniability and nobody wants to own it. Correct. Correct, brother. You're correct. And both sides have to step up. And look, they're going to try to make this doctor or scapegoat. I, I get it. I understand. But once again, what are you doing as a coaching staff? What are you doing as a front office? And what are you doing as players to hold this guy accountable? Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%, man. We hope it, get, hope it gets better. Same here, brother. Appreciate the phone call, James. Enjoy your day, bud. No, look, look James is not wrong. Once again, NFLPA signs off on these things. Collective bargaining agreement is signed by both sides. That's how it works. Just like to point that out. And once again, the players are always going to want to play. Always. That's never going to change. A player is always going to want to put himself back in the game. That's how they're built. That's how they're built. While we have a few minutes here before we bring on our friend Jeff Palermo to talk all things LSU, let's talk a little Raging Cajuns. Disappointing loss at home, walk-off fashion, if you will, as South Alabama this time around hits the game-winning field goal, unlike last year. Cajuns, well, they still have problems, right? Defensively, not terrible. Offense is, let's be honest, just dreadful. Just dreadful. They've won games in the last three to four years a couple of different ways, haven't they? One of them has been sensational special teams. Quality defense, sensational special teams, and effective offense. They've been able to run the football. They've been able to play great special teams and play good defense, and that's how they've been able to win double-digit games. They're playing good defense. You know what they're not doing? They can't run the football. Offense looks putrid. Just being honest, and special teams has been a disaster. They lose 20-17 to 17 in, at homecoming, nonetheless. As South Alabama puts itself in the driver's seat for the Sunbelt West division title, Cajuns now fall to 2-3 and three overall on the season. 0-2 in Sunbelt play in particular, 0-2. 0-2. In the Sunbelt West. Oh, that's brutal. And it started off so well with Air Gear's 69-yard kickoff return, right? You're like, woo! Here they come! Homecoming crowd! They're excited! Mm, yeah. It went downhill after that. South Alabama responds, touchdown, field goal, in the second and the third. 
make it a 10-7 game. Once again, Cajuns' defense kept them in this ball game. Some questionable play calling on South Alabama's part, too, as well. We got to go ahead and say that. Then they go up 17-7 after the three-yard run by Carter Bradley in the fourth. And then Kenneth Almaderas hits a 51-yard field goal. Great. It's great. And then they get a one-yard touchdown pass from Ben Woolridge. Awesome. 17-play, 82-yard drive. Time of – what? Six-minute drive? And you're thinking, Cajun's got this. Cajun's got this. Vermilion White, baby. Homecoming. Let's go. No, no. Eight plays, 49 yards. Only needed 42 seconds as Diego hits the game-winning field goal 20-17 to 17 for the 20-17 to 17 victory. Cajuns, Ben Woolridge was 18-29 for only 90 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Chandler Fields, 4-7 of seven for 25 yards and an interception. Chris Smith had 108 yards running. Most of that came on the 55-yard play. They only rushed for 190 yards. Receiving, just not good. This team is a struggle. This team is on the struggle bus, as you like to say. And I just... You got to get more consistent, better quarterback play. You were able to run the ball. Chris Smith got over 100 yards thanks to that 55-yard run. But you take that away, eh. And offense is just dreadful. Just not good. And Coach Des afterwards gave his thoughts on the team that he currently has right now, the team that's lost three in a row, the team that's 0-2 to start Sunbelt Conference play. As a team, that's the goal every week. And, and, it, and it hurts you, and, it, and it, you, know, you hurt for the kids as much as anything because I know how hard they work. Uh, they do. They put the time in. They, they put the effort in. And they, they practice really hard. Uh, it's one of the hardest practicing teams I've ever been around. So I believe in those things. Uh, I know that they work. And right now, no, it's not the results that we want. But there's a process to the whole thing. And I truly believe that I see it, you know, at times. And you just don't see it consistently enough, but it's there. And as soon as we can get this team to play four quarters together, we're going to have a chance to be a really good football team. And that's what we're working on. Uh, we got a bye week coming up at the right time, certainly against a very good Marshall football team that we know that. Uh, but, you know, we, we just got to take the next step. We got to go fight the next fight. And we got to keep, you know, we got to keep fighting, stay in the fight, and we got to keep working. And I believe in this team. I really do. I know what they're made of. Right now, the ball's not bouncing our way, and we're having a lot of things that are going in the opposite direction. Uh, but it's things that we can, we can fix a lot of these things, and we don't have to wait until the end to try to get one to bounce our way. We're going to go back to work. That's all we know how to do. That's what we do. Um, it's what we're made on and made of, and I know this team has that in them. So we're going to go back at it. We're going to fix the things we got to fix, and we're going to move forward, and we're going to go play this next game to win. It was a crazy start to the game, right? South Al goes for it on fourth down, doesn't get it. Ewell gets the ball at their own 39-yard line, and then Chandler has his ball intercepted. But then on the return after 21 yards, the guy fumbles it, and Michael Jefferson recovers it. So it's still Louisiana ball. What? What? It was 
kind of bizarre game in a lot of ways. It wasn't the cleanest game by any stretch of the imagination. But at the end of the day, Cajuns lose. Cajuns lose. And they're now two and three. And they have a bye week, and they'll gear up for a road trip to Marshall across the country. A team that's looking to, you know, make a statement after the Cajuns beat them in the bowl game. Going to have to turn it around. Going to have to turn it around in a hurry. We got to take a timeout. When we return here, Jeff Palermo from Tiger Ag Radio will join us on RP3 and Company. You're listening to the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Brett Musburger's action update. Saints fall in London 28-25, but they did cover as four-point underdogs at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, where the total closed at 42, the overcast at 53. Jameis Winston did not play in that loss to the Vikings. The Saints back at Caesars Superdome this week, a four-point dog against Seattle. They're coming off an upset win at Detroit 48-45. LSU Tigers at home with Tennessee this week. The Tigers are the four-point underdog, total 62 at Tiger Stadium. Baseball today, the Houston Astros, another 25 favorite at home with the Phillies, plus 105, seven over the total at Minute Maid Park. 50% off site-wide at omahasteaks.com and save an additional $30 when you enter the promo code VSIN. V-S-I-N at checkout at omahasteaks.com. For the latest sports betting news and information, 24-7, 365, go to vsin.com. Mike Sonnen on the game. Employee onboarding? Automated. Hmm. Customer support? Automated. What if you could automate all your company's routine operation tasks and do it easily? Uh, lead management. Automated. With Zapier, you can. Zapier is the leader in no-code automation. Connect over 5,000 apps, automate almost any workflow, and streamline your team's performance without hiring a developer and with no coding required. That's right. Zapier's templates make it simple for you to automate anything in minutes, no matter your level of expertise. Zapier eliminates routine tasks and frees your employees to focus on the bigger picture. And with Zapier's advanced security features and annual SOC 2 audits, your data is safe and secure. See why thousands of companies, including Slack, Salesforce, and HubSpot, trust Zapier to automate their businesses. Even complex tasks? Automated with Zapier. Try Zapier for free today at zapier.com slash radio. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R dot com slash radio. Zapier.com slash radio. Misfits Dine and Drink is a destination restaurant in Broussard, just south of La Triomphe on the access road off Evangeline Thruway. They're serving a full lunch and dinner menu featuring Cajun-influenced Italian dishes. Misfits is always adding inspired new items along with pairing them with new wines. So if you haven't eaten there yet, treat yourself to Misfits. Busy this week? Then come to brunch this Saturday or Sunday. Try Misfits once and it will become one of your favorite restaurants. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code KLWB. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to even player props. You can also combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So sign up today with promo code KLWB for your no-sweat first bet. That's promo code KLWB. Make every moment more of this season with FanDuel, 
official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. The LSU Tigers roar every week here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. LSU hosts nationally ranked Tennessee this Saturday. Pre-game begins at 7 a.m., kickoff set for 9. Tune in every weekend to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. The LSU Tigers go on the road in the Plains, or on the Plains, rather, rally from 17 points down. Despite an ugly performance by its offense, in particular its passing attack, the Tigers, led by its defense, which is so salty, comes from behind to win the game 21-17 to improve to 4-1 on the season, 2-0 in SEC play, and now the Tigers find themselves ranked in the top 25 as Tennessee comes to town on Saturday to Tiger Stadium. To break it all down for us is our friend from Tiger Rag Radio. He's also the sports and news director of the Louisiana Radio Network. Jeff Plarimo joins us now. Jeff, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? Oh, doing well, Raymond. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So let's talk about the defense because that's what's really stood out to me so far in this season. Even in the opener, they played well in the game that they lost. They have only gotten better. B.J. Ojolari and Ward come up with that kind of game-changing, momentum-shifting play that gave the team the spark that helped rally them to a victory. Just how good is LSU's defense? I think they're really good. I mean, you got some really good players. They made some changes at linebacker this week, and, and it, I think it, it paid off. I mean, Mike Jones was not out there uh, as your starter. So you got uh, Micah, Back- Micah Baskerville there, Harold Perkins, and Greg Penn. I think those are your main three guys. And, you know, Harold Perkins gets the huge interception on the um, trick play that Auburn runs. Uh, Harold Perkins has been really good. I mean, this is what you expect out of five-star recruits, right, especially where you're in a transition year and you have a, a chance for a five-star recruit to make a, a huge impact. And this guy is making it. Uh, he, he's been really good. You know, early on in that game, they had some more communication problems. You know, you put in a new defensive back in there and Joe Fusha and, uh, you know, Sage Ryan gets burned on that opening touchdown pass play. Uh, but then they, they, they locked it down. Uh, you know, the, the concern was in this defensive secondary that there wasn't that necessarily big-time, you know, top-ten pick that LSU – normally has in a defensive secondary, but all these guys are just really solid players and um, they're able to get pressure uh, from their front four BJ Ojolari. He's a top 10 pick. I mean, my goodness, this guy, uh, he gets after quarterbacks that the huge strip of the, of the, um, on the, the strip sack fumble. That was big. 
I don't. Who knows? Maybe if that play doesn't happen, LSU doesn't come back from the 17 point deficit. But that really sent a, a bolt of electricity through the entire team, and LSU responded. So, yeah, it, it looks really good. And even when you face a, or, or when even when you have a a major injury like you did in the the first game in Mason Smith, uh, you, you you still you don't really you don't miss that much of a beat. Um, so. Uh, it, it's been it's been really good, and I, I think what fans are really appreciative of this season, or at least I hope they are, is that you, you see a coaching staff that continues to try to make adjustments, and it, it pays off um, most most times. I, I mean, like I said, going back to what I originally said, I mean, uh, no more Mike Jones really in that ro- main rotation at linebacker. You you get a Harold Perkins out there, you know, Micah Baskerville making plays and. Um, it's just uh, a, a lot of good things uh, what they can do defensively uh, because they got they got good athletes there they got some versatile players and uh, they're coached well. Jeff, when I look at this team, I believe that the defense is going to probably keep it in every game it plays the rest of the way. I I just do. I think the defense is that good. The question mark is going to be the offense, and we saw some improvements, some strides, and then Jaden Daniels has a rough go of it, and he gets banged up. What would you make of what you saw from LSU's offense on the road at Auburn? Well, I think because of what you have on the offensive line, which um, I I think you have some good players. Um, will Campbell and Emory Jones will be stud players before they're done, but they're still true freshmen. And, you know, Emory Jones had some freshman moments in that game against Auburn and you're constantly shuffling guys, whether it's because of personnel changes or because of injuries. And so you're, you're constantly making adjustments there. I think you're, you're going to have these kind of performances from LSU where it just, it just doesn't go well for say five, six, seven possessions, but they, they have enough talent that it's going to eventually they, – they can eventually get it going. I, I think the, the concerning thing is the slow starts, right? I mean, against Florida State. I know they had the opening possession against Florida State, but then they did nothing until the fourth quarter. But Mississippi State, you start out slow. You start out slow against Auburn. I mean, when you play the likes of Tennessee, uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, I don't, you know, the, your next few games here for LSU, I don't think if – if, and maybe even Florida, maybe even Florida. But if you fall behind Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Alabama for, for sure by 10 points, I don't think you come back from those games. Uh, so they got to figure that part out. And uh, they got to. And Brian Kelly talked about uh, trying to coach it up a little bit better for Jaden Daniels. Uh, Jaden Daniels didn't didn't have the best game, partly because of uh, missed a lot of uh, drop passes. Uh, you, you still have some of the penalties that put him back at first and 15, second and 15. It's just an offense that's just still trying to find some sort of consistency. They, they, they ran the ball, I thought, with their backs a little bit better. Uh, John Emery gave you two big plays. Um, if that's what you get out of him, I, I think you take it. Uh, if he can give you three or four big plays, that's even better. Uh, but they – 
and I think they got to figure out a way to get Kayshawn Booty somehow more involved. That's, that was my that was my next question, Jeff. Because and, and I don't know what the issue is. I mean, everybody's going to sit there and, and and make their comments about whether he's checked out, whether he's upset, uh, whatever it may be. I don't know. I, I'm not going to. I just don't think two targets is enough. And you could sit there and say maybe, well, hey, uh, he, he's got to earn those those pass attempts. Uh, or, they, they, but I, I, he is your he is a playmaker. And I think part of the problem is is that Jay, what we've seen from Jaden Daniels is he's more of a guy that's comfortable in throwing that 10 to 15 yard pass pattern. That's why Mason Taylor is getting all these pass attempts. Plus Brian Kelly's always like his offense is going through the tight end a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he is, how many passes is he really pushing down the field? You don't see much going really down the field, trying to stretch the defenses a little bit. And coach Kelly referred to it uh, after the game. You know, there, there's been five games played now. Team's got a much better book on what LSU is trying to do. And they're now really trying to confuse Jaden Daniels, trying to make it a little bit harder, trying to take away some of these intermediate passes. So LSU's going to have to make the adjustment. But I, I don't know when – I think this is just – you know, I, I think through five games, you kind of – who you are who you are at this point. They're good on defense. Their defense, as you mentioned, Raymond's going to keep them in games. But offensively, it's going to be a struggle at times. But they, they also have the potential where they could put together two, three really good drives and you know, score 14, 17 points in, in a matter of 10 to 12 minutes. Jeff, let's talk about that next game because the last time Tennessee played in Tiger Stadium, it was yeah. one of the more memorable games. Uh, uh, old, old Creamsicle Pants thought he had won the game, but they had right, right. 13 men on the field for the goal line stand, giving LSU another opportunity. Of course, they score and get the win. What does LSU need to do Saturday to take down an explosive offense and an emerging defense with the Tennessee Volunteers who are ranked in the top ten? Well, this is one of those games that I think for LSU, you would love to have you know a little ball control offense. But again, we know LSU; they like to play tempo too, or they're you know offensively that's where they've had they're they're a lot more they're they're pretty successful. Um, and this is a, a Tennessee team that's really done well in in stopping the run. They're holding opponents to less than a hundred yards rushing. They've been really good on third down this season, but. Uh, you can you can uh, pass defense. They're not very good. They're like one of the worst in the country. They're they're allowing over 300 passing yards a game. So maybe this is the game where Kayshawn gets five or six catches and, and goes for 110, 120 yards or something like that, or at least 80 yards or something. Give me give me something here, or maybe I think it's for LSU probably to win. It's going to have to be a high scoring game. I mean, I think that's, that's probably what you're looking at. Um, You know, they Tennessee beat Florida 38 to 33. I think maybe this game is going to be one of those that are played in the thirties as well. I mean, I think this is really going to be a, a huge test going up against um, LSU's defense against this Tennessee offense. This, and, 
he got the vowels coming off a of bye week too, so that doesn't help uh, LSU as well. Jeff, appreciate your time as always, brother. Enjoy Tiger Rag Radio this week, my friend, and we'll talk to you next Monday, bud. All right, sounds good, Raymond. They got to figure out the offense. Jeff's exactly correct. They got to figure out the offense. You got way too much talent in that wide receiving room to not be more dynamic on offense. And part of it is the offensive line and their struggles. But they got to figure out what to do offensively, be a little bit more effective. We got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up hour number two next right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Saints legend Roman Harper, and you are listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here is your traffic update on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Keep in mind there's still a lot of traffic in school zones. There's an accident on Pinhook right across the street from the La Quinta Inn. As always, if you see one, 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Did you know there's a place in Youngsville where you can watch the games on game day, enjoy a cocktail or two with live music on Fridays, fill up on delicious food every day, and you can bring your whole family? Well, now you know. Head to Acadiana Bar and Grill today for lunch or dinner. You'll find them at 327 Iberia Street in Youngsville, just a block from the Clock Tower Roundabout. Acadiana Bar and Grill is a great family place with a menu chocked full of appetizers, fresh seafood dishes, mouth-watering burgers, wraps, wings, daily drink specials, and more. What are you waiting for? Acadiana Bar and Grill, open daily at 11. Now you can enjoy Acadiana Bar and Grill for half price. Go to AcadianaDeals.com this Friday starting at 10 a.m. and get $50 in gift certificates from Acadiana Bar and Grill for only $25. Gift certificates from Acadiana Bar and Grill is a great way to treat your family and their much appreciated stocking stuffers. Get $50 in gift certificates for $25 this Friday at AcadianaDeals.com. This fall, Academy of the Sacred Heart and Berkman's Academy invite your family to experience the sights and sounds of student life in historic Grand Coteau. Throughout October, we're hosting a series of open house events for potential students and their families. Our open house events are the perfect way to get a behind-the-scenes look at our beautiful campus grounds and single-gendered approach to education. From classroom walkthroughs and sanctuary tours to a complete overview of school offerings and the enrollment process, you'll gain all the insights you need to make the best decision for your child's future. What's more, application fees will be waived in October for anyone who attends an event. But hurry because space is limited. Reserve your spot today for Academy of the Sacred Heart and Berkman's Academy Open House event by visiting ash1821.org tours. Again, that's ash1821.org slash tours. In this crazy world, how does free and entertaining sound? Let me tell you. Isn't it great, Roseanne? This is brilliant. Cozy TV, classic entertainment. Enjoy programs like Roseanne, The Nanny, Frasier, Will and Grace, Columbo, and Six Million Dollar Man Saturdays and more. I knew I'd find you in here. Everybody thinks you can't come in here. She can't. Uh, no, she can't. No one can. In a crazy world, you need Cozy TV. Tune in over the air to Cozy TV Lafayette, KLWB, Channel 50.5.
Time for you to visit the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Here's what you could score. Right now, in the Game Clubhouse, you can score a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou. From game and concert tickets to restaurant gift certificates, you can score big by joining the Game Clubhouse. Go sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Uh, a pair of division rivals will face off to wrap up week four of the NFL season. The San Francisco 49ers host the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football, and you can listen to the game live right here on the game. Pre-game begins at 7 o'clock. That's Monday Night Football right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Poll question of the day. How close are the Saints to be ke- being considered a bad team? of you say they're very close. 27% say close. 18% say not close. Brad says, who knows? What I do know is I love my Tigers, but LSU is ranked so the Tennessee game can be hyped as a top 25 matchup. (laughs) Brad, I thought the same thing when I saw them getting ranked. I was like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Got that top 25 matchup now. That's what you're wanting. Justin on uh, Twitter says, predictable play calling. Andy Dalton needs to be our quarterback, but it's starting to feel like the Jake DeLome and Aaron Brooks situation all over again, and Dennis Allen is starting to give off Jim Hazlitt vibes. Ooh, oh, Jimmy Hazlitt. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. Let's not get crazy with it. When we return here on RP3 and Company, hour number three, we're going to kick it off with our friend Corey Diaz. He covers the Louisiana Raging Cajuns for the Daily Advertiser. What's going wrong with the Vermilion and White? We'll find out next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Do you need professional cleaning? From complete home or business cleaning to fire and water disasters, Superior Contract Cleaning is the only company you'll need. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com or call 337-247-5567. Is there anything better than just hanging around with a good friend? Well, that's kind of what the Rustic Renegade is all about. I took everything that I've known about most of the shops I've worked in and said, look, let's not do that. I don't want to, I don't want people to come in and, and feel like they should thank me for spending their hard-earned money here. I'm, I want to thank them. I want you to walk in and feel like you're sitting at your best friend's camp, that we care about the transaction, we care about you, and that we want you to come back. For gifts that will last beyond a lifetime, the Rustic Renegade and therusticrenegade.com. Here's a safety tip for first-time pocket knife owners from the Rustic Renegade. If there was only one rule to go by when it comes to pocket knife safety, it would be keep our knife clean and sharp. A sharp knife is almost always easier to use because you don't have to work so hard to get the job done. And never carry a pocket knife around in the open position. Always close it once you're finished using it. Attention sports fans, 
Your favorite sports book, BetUS.com, is back for our 28th year of NFL action. With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in on all your favorite leagues, including NFL, NBA, MLB, and more. We've also got hundreds of new casino games, including the coolest European slots, and our live dealers are waiting for you at the tables. Sign up at BetUS.com or call 1-800-79-BETUS and get into the action. BetUS, where the game begins. Has your home or business experienced an unexpected disaster? From fire and water damage restoration to mold remediation, call the experts immediately at Superior Contract Cleaning, 337-247-5567, or visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, we are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. KLWB, Karen Crow, Lafayette. The Game, 1037. KLCJ FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles. The Game, 1041, a Delta Media station. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. Get in here, we gotta go fast now. The LSU Tigers came from behind to down Auburn 21-17 Saturday night. Jaden Daniels completed 8 of 20 passes for 80 yards. Josh Williams rushed for 68 yards on 17 carries. The Tigers host Tennessee next Saturday. The Ragin' Cajuns didn't fare so well. South Alabama kicked a last-second field goal for a 2017 win on Saturday. Ben Woolridge was 18 of 29 for 90 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Chris Smith rushed for 107 yards on 12 carries. The Cajuns traveled to Marshall October 12th. The McNeese Cowboys got walloped by Incarnate Word 48-20 on Saturday. Knox Cadem was 13-26 of 26 for 144 yards. Deonta McMahon rushed for 88 yards and a touchdown. The Cowboys host Texas A&M Commerce October 15th. The New Orleans Saints were down by the Minnesota Vikings 28-25 yesterday. Andy Dalton was 20-28 20 of 28 for 236 yards and a touchdown. Latavius Murray rushed for 57 yards and a touchdown. Crystal Olave caught four passes for 67 yards and a touchdown. They host Seattle next Sunday. The Astros downed the Rays 3-1 yesterday. Jeremy Pena homered and drove in all three Astros runs. Luis Garcia gave up one run on three hits, walking one in six innings. The Astros host the Phillies at 7-10 tonight. You can listen on the game. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. This weather update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is brought to you by Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Cool and comfortable on this Monday morning. Temperatures are in the mid to upper 50s. Could be a couple areas of light patchy fog to start the day as well. Plenty of sunshine to soak up and enjoy on the hotter side for the afternoon with temperatures reaching into the mid to upper 80s. For the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Cozart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything, everything, 
Everything gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. The Louisiana Raging Cajuns have been one of the best teams, not only in the state of Louisiana, but in the entire country the last few years. This year, rough go of it. Inconsistent play from its offense in the first two games, yet we're able to find ways to win both of them. But since then, three straight losses. They fall to two and three. They begin Sunbelt play 0-2, and more importantly, they they are 0-2 in the Sunbelt Western Division, which for all intents and purposes has pushed them out of playing for a conference championship. Now, they're just trying to find a way to get back on track to become a bowl team. That's where they stand. They get the week off, and then they get to play a midweek game Wednesday in lovely lovely Huntington, West Virginia, home of the Marshall Thundering Herd. To break it all down on what ails the Raging Cajuns right now, is the man who covers them for the Daily Advertiser, our friend Corey Diaz. Corey, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? What's up, guy? Doing well. How are y'all? I'm doing great. So give me your synopsis of the game because it was a weird game between South Al and UL. Bizarre start to the game for sure with an interception and then it's a fumble and all types of craziness going for it on fourth down. Uh, just give me your biggest takeaway from the South Al UL game that you witnessed, experienced, and covered on Saturday. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, it, it was, you know, weirdly, weirdly enough, uh, RP three. You know, I'm I'm going to go with the positive here. I, I thought for me, the biggest takeaway was was the defense. Um, I thought coming into the day, you know, with a uh, against the South Alabama offense for all intents and purposes through the first four games of the year, you know, had been averaging, you know, far north of uh, five touchdowns per game. And, um, you know, I thought that, you know, they had some, um, you know, just some threats out on the perimeter. Uh, LaDamian Webb at running back is. It has been one of the better ones, you know, in the Sun Belt Conference through the first month of the year, and you know, and, and just you know, you think back to you know just a couple weeks before out at Houston at Rice and how you know porous the defense looked, you know, that night, you know, and then you uh, you know fast forward the clock a little bit to the last to the weekend prior up in Monroe and just how susceptible you know, the defense was in both the pass and run game in terms of, you know, allowing big plays to happen. Well, the defense never really allowed South Alabama to do that on Saturday. Um, I thought coming in, they were going to need to hold South Alabama to 20 points or less to have a chance to win this game. And they did that. The defense did its job to me. Uh, It's, you know, it's just that other side of the ball right now for this Cajuns uh, team that's uh, that, that's really getting in the way. Let's break that down because one of the hallmarks of this team the last few years has been this. Corey has been – they've played really good defense and they force turnovers, 
Special teams has been outstanding. Kick returns and the kicking game. And offensively, they've been able to run the football. One of the best running teams in the country. This year, the defense is really good. Special teams is okay. Not great. The return game is. The kicking game has not been. And offensively, they can't run the football. I I just, how do you fix it? Like, how do you fix this offense it doesn't matter who which quarterback it is they can't run the football and they they're they just look bad offensively how do you fix it <laughs> well, well rb3 you don't pay me enough money to figure that out <laughs> uh, <laughs> no i mean honestly rb3 i mean you, you hit on all of the all the issues right and it's and it's and it's not one you know it's not uh, well, you know, the, the offensive line isn't quite opening up as, as wide a run lanes as we need in the run game, you know, and that's, you know, and that's just the issue. Or it's not just, oh, you know, the quarterbacks aren't making the right first read, you know, and that's just the only issue, right? I, it's all of it, you know. It, it's, it's, it's every single aspect of what makes an offense good that has just not quite clicked for Louisiana through the first five games of the year. And I, hey, look, there's been stretches. You know, obviously there's there were a couple weeks where were the first you know one or two you know offensive drives of the game. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't have scripted them any better, right? And, and obviously the second half of the Eastern Michigan game, that's probably the best the offense has looked collectively through the first five games so far. You know, um, but how do you bottle that up? You know, and, and, and Michael Desimo, you know, talked about that. You know, um, you know after the game on Saturday night, you know the you know, they, they were trailing 17 to seven, you know, with I think 12 and a half minutes to go in the game. And Ben Woolridge, you know, led the offense down to a, to a field goal. And then uh, later on, a game tying touchdown drive, you know, a 17 play, 82 yard, almost a seven minute game tying touchdown drive. Now, how do they do it? Well, of course, they, they mixed it in and they were able to hit some. Some really effective plays in the run game with Chris Smith. I mean, let's you know we have to for at least a second talk about his highlight reel run. That is actually not a run because it was called back due to a holding call. But my word, the, the hurdle that Chris Smith had on 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 that south that poor South Alabama defender was just tremendous. Um, and then you mixed in you know some, some throws downfield versus some throws in the intermediate and in short flash flat passes. I mean, that's obviously where this team has to get to, but how do you get to it consistently? And I think that's been a question that that so far this offensive staff has not been able to answer. Um, I mean, you have to have consistent run game. Um, they have not had that. I thought Saturday was the best they've looked in the run game all year long. Um, but, you know, will they be able to continue that the next time out? And granted, the next time out is probably, I would argue, maybe the hardest place to win a football game in the Sunbelt Conference at Marshall. Uh, you have to do these things. Now, can they? That I mean, those these are the these are the questions. And and now, you know, now you're you're worried about the the, the health and, and status of uh, Chandler Fields at quarterback and and if he can't go um, how effective would Woolridge be in a full game you know because that's another thing that that none of the coaches know about as as well at this point right because he's been the backup and he's been coming in every third series of the game so you've only seen him sparingly so I don't know man um, I, I think honestly uh, 
Raymond, if, if you and I could come together and figure this out, um, you know, we might can make some more money together. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Corey. You think I have answers to anything? Um, <laughs> we're talking to Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser. He covers the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Let me ask you this. They get the bye week, essentially, a week and a half to prepare for their road trip across the country to, I agree with you, probably the toughest place to play a game now in the Sun Belt with the additional teams added. Marshall has a great atmosphere there. Do they make a change with this quarterback situation? Because he has long said he does not have a two-quarterback system. Okay, and, and and to be fair to Coach Dez, this is the same thing they did Billy's first year with Levi Lewis and Nunez. Okay, so they did the every three every third series uh, uh, situation. But with Chandler banged up, would it benefit you to let Ben have all the first team reps? Say Chandler, you get well. Ben, you're our guy. Get the extra reps for practice for a key road game to help them get their season back on track. Well, <laughs> I, I guess I guess what I what I believe and, and could possibly hope to happen, you know, obviously could be very different from what actually happens. But I do think it's a tremendous opportunity, <clears throat> you know, for for Dez and and, and Leger and and um, you know and Ben too, right? Just just you know. All that kid in your office sitting down and say, hey, man, look, you know, obviously from the jump, you didn't win this job, but we've told you all along that we thought you've performed well enough dur- during the, the hotly contested quarterback battle that you deserve to play. So we, we've been rolling you out there and giving you the full playbook and wanting you to go out there and execute, uh, score points for us, you know, move the offense. And uh it's it's you know i would say if if fields can't go you know uh next wednesday night you know at marshall then then let then let warge be the guy let him play four quarters um and and again i think you obviously have to go into that game knowing that it's it's going to be tough And, and with this offense and how it's performed through five games you know i don't think you should go into it expecting warge or even Fields, if it was just Fields, for that matter, to score you 30 points up there, because I just don't think that's happening. Um, and I don't think that would be fair to put that, you know, on either one of them. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you should. I, I think you should give this guy a full game to see what he can do. And, and you know, if you want – if the goal all along was to get this situation to a point to where you are rolling with just one guy – and I'm not saying it's also necessarily fair to Chandler to, to give Ben a full game and then after that say he performs well and they somehow do win the game. You know, so, okay, Chandler, well, you've, you've given us what you could. Now now you're the backup. I don't think Des would do that. He's I think he's too loyal of a guy. But I do think you maybe position somebody in this in this situation, you know, in a better spot to, to ultimately move on from this, you know, two to – two-on-one, you know, offensive drive series plan, you know, maybe it's more of a traditional, you know, this is our guy. Um, and maybe it opens things up, you know, in practice. You know, Fields could stand there on the sideline, right, and, and look and see how, you know, well and or poor Ben is playing and go, well, man, I just need to hit practice at a whole nother level, you know, to just get this to a point to where it's just me going out there. Um, so, uh, I think there's I think there's benefit, you know, RP3 to doing that, whether it's it ends up being Ben or it ends up being Chandler. But I think it could give the coaching staff at UL a much better picture of just exactly what they have, because I don't know if there's been enough sample size 
really for either one of them to know who could be that guy if they were to be thrust in a in a more permanent you know situation you know if you know god forbid a a season ending injury would happen for either chandler or ben you know how how much how much confidence do you have in the in the other you know to go out there and and you know go out there and win games through four quarters you know i I don't know if if they have the you know the depth and, and the film to 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 know exactly how how much they could do that so um yeah, I say I say give Ben the keys. Chandler can't go, and just see what and see what he can do, especially in a in a really tough road environment. Corey, this team currently, as it stands right now, October the third, they're the worst team in the West Division. They sit at the bottom of the standings. Now, there's still plenty of games to be played. They're two and three overall, but they have Marshall on the road, and then they. Arkansas State, who's also two and three, and then they have to go to Southern Miss, who's two and two. You know, then they still have to play Troy. They still, you know, it's it's not going to get any easier for the Raging Cajuns, and they still have to take on Georgia Southern as well. Are we getting closer and closer to desperation time for this team to to be a bowl team uh, to get back to a bowl game again? Is the is the game in Marshall? a must win or do you still think they have time to kind of figure this out? I, I, I think, I think we're getting close, Raymond. Uh, I really do. Um, you know, we, we were sitting in the press box, um, you know, during the second half of the game on Saturday and we pulled up the schedule and we're, and we're, we're looking at it and we're trying to identify you know, games where we could just go ahead and, and Sharpie and a W beside it. Um, I don't know if I see one, Raymond, left on the schedule. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you got the you got the season finale at Texas State. That That's the one I probably feel most confident with. But they're only two but, and three right now, Corey. So even let, let, let's say, I, I agree with you. Let's say, okay, Texas State's a win. Let's say... They turn around and they beat Arkansas State and Southern Miss back to back. Okay, okay. Let let's say they do that. Great. So now you got three wins. That only gets you to five wins on the on the year. That means you got to figure out to beat Marshall, Troy, Georgia Southern, and Florida State. You got to beat one of those other teams to get to to be bowl eligible. Just to be bowl eligible. The way this team's yeah. played, that looks tough to me. Yeah, I, I know, and that's the thing. You know, it's 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 we we only we have recency bias, right? And so we, I mean, we have to when we're when you're talking about this question, right? We have to factor in what we've seen, you know. And um, you know, Raymond, I I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer first thing Monday morning, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this that this team loses ten straight games to to end the twenty twenty two season. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Ooh. I mean, from what I've seen, I, I don't know if there's a if a, if there's a for sure win left on this schedule. I mean, look, Arkansas State put up forty five on ULM last week. Yeah, I know. And again, I, I know they played the game in Jonesboro, and that's a place of nightmares for the Warhawks. I know they hadn't won in any sport up there since the the Reagan administration or something. I, I don't know, but shout out to the nineteen eighties. <laughs> you know, eighties babies have to be together, right? Uh, there it but, is. But 
you, but you have to tell yourself that. I mean, this Arkansas State team, I think, is better than what people thought it was going to be coming into the year. They they seem to be playing better. You know, they got the they got James Blackman at quarterback, and he seems to be playing really well right now. I mean, uh, and again, the, the the Marshall team. I mean, that's the team just a couple weeks removed from going in the South Bend, Indiana, and, and beating the Fighting Irish. I mean, it. Southern Miss has had you know has looked bad early, but has seem to have since turned things around in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they beat Tulane. I, yeah, and I, and I personally thought coming into the year, I thought Troy was going to win the West Division. That Troy game at home on November 5th is going to be really tough for UL. Uh, Georgia Southern has went to Lincoln, Nebraska, beat, beat Nebraska. I mean, where are the wins? I, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. And and that's why I, I think next next Wednesday night at Marshall – Man, even if you don't win the game, there has to be something overlying and prevailing from that performance from the team next Wednesday night that has to be such a confidence booster that you can go into that Arkansas State game saying, okay, we're going to go out here and this is what we're going to do and we're going to execute it and we're going to win this game. It's fair by you, Corey. That's why I have you on, bud. Not to be Debbie Downer. You're just being real. You're being honest. That's why I love having you on, brother. Well, I, look, man, <laughs> you wake me up at 8 a.m. on a Monday. You know, I hadn't even had my first sip of coffee yet. I mean, this is what you get. <laughs> oh, brother. Ne- next time, but I'm going to have you on early. I'm just have you on come on when, when we show up at the studio before, you know, yeah, well man, before 6 at, o'clock. Yeah, call me at uh, 6.30 or whatever it is. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, appreciate your time as always, brother. Keep up the tremendous work you're doing with the Daily Advertiser covering the Cajuns, bud. And appreciate your time. Appreciate you guys, man. We'll talk to y'all soon. I look, it's a long season. But Corey's right. You typically in years past you could look at a schedule and be like, okay, that's a win. Marshall on the road on Wednesday night. Back home for Arkansas State. And the Arkansas State, that's a rivalry series. It's always crazy. Weird things happen in that series. I've seen it firsthand. Then it's on the road at Southern Miss on a Thursday night. Then back at home, at home on a Saturday, November 5th against Troy. Then the next Thursday at home against Georgia Southern. Then in Tallahassee against Florida State. And then on the road at Texas State. It could very well that Texas State game may not mean anything. But that may not help them. Like They may be able to get that win, but not, may not be able to become bowl eligible. This next month is going to tell us a lot. These next, three, these next four games in particular, really three, Marshall, Arkansas State, Southern Miss. If they don't go two and one in that stretch... They're not going to have a chance. But you got a week and a half to prepare. Can you go into Huntington, West Virginia and get the dub? Because if you do that, then your whole season turns around. If you go in there and beat Marshall, now you're going to have this confidence. Now you're going to be able to have some momentum that you can build upon to finish the regular season strong. But it sure does feel like that could be a must win. We got to take a timeout. 
More RP3 and company coming up right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Time now for your LSU update. Delivered by ASAP, the official mobile ordering partner of LSU Athletics. Straight off the 21-17 win over Auburn on the road this past Saturday, your Fighting Tiger football team cracks into the top 25 for the first time this season and the first time ever under head coach Brian Kelly. The Tigers now 4-1 on the season, 2-0 in SEC play. Get ready to host Tennessee this coming Saturday, early morning kickoff at 11 a.m. That matchup between number 25 LSU and currently number 8 Tennessee, the only ranked matchup in top 25 action in Southeastern Conference play this coming weekend. Tennessee and LSU, 11 a.m. at Tiger Stadium. Download the ASAP app and get all of your game day needs delivered right to your door. Just use code TIGERS22 for free delivery and you'll be entered into win tickets, autographed items, and much more. ASAP.com, the official mobile ordering partner of LSU Athletics. Here is your traffic update on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. There's a crash on North University and Blaine Street near the Flavor Shop. As always, if you see a problem, please let us know. Grab your phone and call 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Delta Media is your home for thrilling high school football. This season's lineup includes St. Thomas Moore on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, Acadiana on MeTV FM 97.7, Karen Crow on Z1059, Southside on Mustang 1071, Vermilion Parish on 106.3 Radio Lafayette, St. Landry Parish on News Talk 98.5, and Bar on The Game, 1041 Lake Charles. Delta Media is your home for Friday Night Football. Has your home or business experienced an unexpected disaster? From fire and water damage restoration to mold remediation, call the experts immediately at Superior Contract Cleaning, 337-247-5567, or visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. Did you know there's a place in Youngsville where you can watch the games on game day, enjoy a cocktail or two with live music on Fridays, fill up on delicious food every day, and you can bring your whole family? Well, now you know. Head to Acadiana Bar and Grill today for lunch or dinner. You'll find them at 327 Iberia Street in Youngsville, just a block from the Clock Tower Roundabout. Acadiana Bar and Grill is a great family place with a menu chocked full of appetizers, fresh seafood dishes, mouthwatering burgers, wraps, wings, daily drink specials, and more. What are you waiting for? Acadiana Bar and Grill, open daily at 11. Now you can enjoy Acadiana Bar and Grill for half price. Go to AcadianaDeals.com this Friday starting at 10 a.m. and get $50 in gift certificates from Acadiana Bar and Grill for only $25. Gift certificates from Acadiana Bar and Grill is a great way to treat your family and their much appreciated stocking stuffers. Get $50 in gift certificates for $25 this Friday at AcadianaDeals.com. Frank and Tony Productions present For One Night Only. Band of Heathens live at the ACA in downtown Lafayette. Critically acclaimed Root Rock Originals. Band of Heathens. I was born in the rain on the Ponza train underneath the Louisiana moon. Rolling Stone calls them a smoking live band. Don't miss Band of Heathens. 
Friday night, October 7th at 7.30 p.m. Take me away, hear that whistle play a sad, sad song. Get your tickets now at AcadianaCenterForTheArts.org. Band of Heathens, one night only at ACA. She's hot, she's cold, and she's mean. It's another Frank and Tony production. Band of Heathens at ACA. Friday, October 7th. Show starts at 7.30. Do you need professional cleaning? From complete home or business cleaning to fire and water disasters, Superior Contract Cleaning is the only company you'll need. Visit SuperiorContractCleaning.com or call 337-247-5567. Want to join in the discussion with RP3? Then just give us a call on the hotline. You know the number. 2-4-9-5-6-7-8. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? No need to be embarrassed. Just call us at 337-706-0111. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, the Houston Astros begin their final regular season series as they host the Philadelphia Phillies. Lance McCullers Jr. is going to be taking the bump for the Strohs tonight. First pitch is set for 7-10, and you can listen to it on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM. You know, the Houston Astros could have taken it easy, right? Already got to 100 wins. First place. In the American League standings, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They could have taken it easy on the poor Tampa Bay Rays. Did they? Nope. After getting the 2-1 win on Saturday, they turned around and got the hard-fought 3-1 win yesterday. And that is what we like to call, ladies and gentlemen, wait for it. Are you ready for it? That's called helping out Hannah Five Names of Seattle Mariners. Because that's what it did. Because they lost the opener 7-3 to on Yuli Gurriel Orange Jersey giveaway day. Oh, what's that about? Come on now. But they turn around, they take 2-3. or three. Got to 104 wins now on the season, which is great. Who doesn't love that? That said... You look at the updated standings as we only have three games left to go. And our playoffs are now set. But Seattle does get into the playoffs. They celebrated. They popped the champagne over the weekend. But we still have something to decide here. Because the divisions are set. Yankees in the East. Guardians in the Central, Strohs in the West. Strohs have the number one overall seed. But the wild card is still yet to be determined because here's the the deal. Blue Jays are 90 and 69. They have a four-game lead. They're going to be the number one wild card team. That'll be happening. But Mariners and Rays, Mariners, because what happened over the weekend, because the Strohs took two of three from Tampa, 
They have a one-and-a-half game cushion on the Rays. The Rays, who are backing into the playoffs, have lost six of their last ten. They're four and six in their last ten. So Mariners, they're in the playoffs. They're as a wild-card team, but they still got some work to be done. Work to be done. Over in the National League, New York Mets are atop the wild card standings. What happened to the Atlanta Braves? Let me check. Oh, that's right. They swept the Mets over the weekend. I was told Jacob DeGraw and Max Scherzer were the best one-two combination in Major League Baseball. Unhittable. You got those two guys? The best. The best. Braves swept the Mets. Now they have a magic number of one with three games to go to get in to win the division for the fifth straight year. Mets 98 and 61. They're four and six in their last 10. They've lost three in a row. The Padres have got, have clinched as well a spot as a wild card team. Padres are in. And then it's going to be a battle between the Phillies and the Brewers. Brewers are two games back of the Phillies for that final wild card spot. Phillies have to play the Astros starting tonight for a three-game set. And Dusty Baker and company has already said they're playing their guys. Starters are going to play. Lance McCullers Jr. is going to pitch. We'll see how the National League wild card race turns out. Right now, though, we got to take a timeout. But before we do, I want to tell you about being safe. I want to tell you about doing things the right way. Because here in Louisiana, there are, are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you are a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a brand new pool, or for any other reason, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year, and there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service, and to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 in the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, reminds you, call 811 and know it's below before you dig. We got to take a timeout when we return. Tina Howe from Canal Street Chronicles will join us for the Big Easy Blitz to talk about them Saints and where do they go from here after falling to the Minnesota Vikings in London. That's all coming up next right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Brett Musburger's action update. Astros and Phillies meet today at Minute Maid Park right here on the game. Lance McCullers Jr. pitching for the Astros, another 25 favorite. Aaron Noble for the Phillies, plus 105, the total seven over. Phillies' magic number to clinch the final wild card of the NL is two games. They're minus 2,500 to win that wild card. College football coming up on Saturday. LSU a four-point underdog at home to Tennessee. The total 62 at Tiger Stadium. The Saints back at Caesars Superdome this week after their trip to London. They're a four-point underdog against the Seahawks. The total 44. 
50% off site-wide at omahasteaks.com and save an additional $30 when you enter the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, at checkout at omahasteaks.com. For the latest sports betting news and information 24-7, 365, go to VSIN.com. Mike Sennett on the game. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Guys, want an effective, affordable way to get ED medication 100% online? Whether you're looking for Viagra or Cialis, or generic medications as effective as Viagra but 90% cheaper, you can find it all through Hims. Hims is your go-to for doctor-trusted treatments to help you treat ED. Get ED treatment for as low as $3 per use and save up to $1,000 per month with generic for Viagra versus the brand name at 4 slash radio. If prescribed, your medication will be shipped to your door in discreet packaging. Do it all online. No in-person appointments. Get hard results with HIMS or your money back. Go to 4 slash radio to get your first visit free. That's 4 slash radio to get started free. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Attention sports fans. Your favorite sports book, BetUS.com, is back for our 28th year of NFL action. With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in on all your favorite leagues, including NFL, NBA, MLB, and more. We've also got hundreds of new casino games, including the coolest European slots, and our live dealers are waiting for you with the tables. You need a sportsbook with integrity, longevity, and you need to know you're going to get paid. You need a sportsbook that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, and all kinds of crazy bets. Call today at 1-800-79-BETUS. That's 1-800-79-BETUS, and they will walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gives better bonuses than BETUS. Join now. Mention BETUS 2022, and you can get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Head to BETUS.com and join today. That's BETUS, where the game begins. Misfits Dine and Drink is a destination restaurant in Broussard, just south of La Triomphe on the access road off Evangeline Thruway. They're serving a full lunch and dinner menu featuring Cajun-influenced Italian dishes. Misfits is always adding inspired new items along with pairing them with new wines. So if you haven't eaten there yet, treat yourself to Misfits. Busy this week? Then come to brunch this Saturday or Sunday. Try Misfits once and it will become one of your favorite restaurants. The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station has a brand new text club, and we want you to become a member. To join the club, simply text GAME to 337-283-8100. That's GAME to 337-283-8100. You'll be the first to know about our latest contests, prizes, and anything that's going on with the game. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Houdan is ready for Saints talk. They give the Camara. Breaks through, spins at the two, into the end zone. Touchdown! Time to talk Saints with the big easy blitz here on RP3 and Company. You know, on a morning like this, I always try to make sure to bring on someone that's going to be positive. It doesn't mean the person's not honest. Okay? 
just means that they still look at things a glass half full. They send out positive message on social media, and they try to, you know, look at things in a sunny manner. So that's why it was important for us to have Tina Howell from Canal Street Chronicles join us this morning because I could already see the reaction from people I knew and looked on social media yesterday following that Saints loss to the Vikings and said, got to make sure Tina comes on. Tina, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, well, we're doing great. We're doing great. A majority of Saints fans not doing so great right now. Uh, So, okay. Bad calls go against this team all the time, and that's been well documented. And, and the hands to the face on Tyron was phenomenally horrendous. He, he didn't even get his hands near anywhere near anybody's face. Bad call. But what I've noticed with this team in particular this year is that once they have one of those horrendous calls go against them, it snowballs on them. Like it, it seems to be almost like. The dam is 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 held together with duct tape, Tina, and when one call goes against them, then it opens up the break, and then it just floods after that. Uh, am I completely off base for that? No, you're not. I mean, the, we we had the penalty with Matthew, and then not long afterwards, you know, we had the penalty with Azebo and and Lattimore, and that set up the the touchdown. It's 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 draining. It's exhausting. I mean, how many times can you get kicked in the gut and just bounce back from it? I mean, this has been an epidemic that's been going on for years. I feel like a broken record. We all feel like, you know, when the national media, when the national media is commenting on it and it's trending on social media, there's a problem. And it wasn't just this week. I mean, it's been discussed previously. It just seems like ever since the Nolan O'Call, we're talking about this. And I'm not going to side with the Saints hundred percent and say, Hey, look, you know, we're a perfect team. We don't commit penalties because Lord knows we do, but this is a league wide issue. It's not just with the saints, correct? but the saints seem to always get the short end of the stick. It's it, and it is somebody had posted a stat last night, the calls against the saints or it, it is, you know, just predominantly us. And I don't know the reason for it. Maybe we pay more attention. I, I I don't know. I'd have to sit back and really watch all the games and, and, and look at all the calls that we're talking about over time. But it, it, it does. It seems to snowball. And it, it, it seems that the team just continually shoots themselves in the foot. But, I mean, think about it. Like I said, how many times are you going to let yourself get kicked in the gut and it doesn't affect you? It's tough. It's tough to watch as someone who loves this team. It's tough, it's tough to watch as somebody who loves football in general. Because I feel like the integrity of the game has been affected so much by this poor officiating. And for it to be a billion-dollar industry, there's absolutely no excuse for it. You can hire full-time reps. You know, you can train them. And, and, and you know, with all the technology we have, there's no reason to not have reviews and cameras and, and, and all, you know, the technology that you have around to keep this from happening. And it just keeps happening. And so the the counter-argument, Tina, would be this, and I agree with you, something should be done. I've been yelling about it for years. Here's the problem. Despite poor officiating, despite horrendous officiating and inconsistent officiating, the NFL continues to be more profitable, and it, be, it grows and grows. And despite that, despite all the bad calls that have gone against the Saints, Saints fans still shell out the money to watch their team play. Exactly. And if and you're the NFL, the NFL continues to make money, they're not going to make any right. Changes. Why should they? Right. The, the NFL continues printing money. Why should they change things like that? And that's the bigger thing. And that's what I've said for years is that until you make them 
feel it in their back pocket, that's the only time anything is going to change, When especially when it comes to the officiating. Because right now they're like, yeah, we don't have to pay our officials full time and we don't have to hold them accountable. And we have a bunch of guys that are doing nine to five jobs that are coming in officiating games on Sundays. That's great. Oh, yeah, and it, it looks bad, but guess what? You still bet on it, and you still watch it, so we're not going to change it. Like that, That's what it boils down to. It's a small market. And New Orleans is a small market. Had the Nola no call happened to Jerry Jones and his Cowboys or the Steelers. Or the Patriots. Yeah, waves would have been made. Yeah, I agree. But because it's New Orleans and, you know, Mrs. Benson, you know, we, we're – small market but i'll tell you what for being a small market we're top five in social media we're top five in merchandise sales we're we're you know consistently sold out our team travel is top five in in uh visiting away stadiums yeah so yeah we spend our money we make you know we make our presence known look at london yesterday look how many saints fans were in london yesterday that was not a cheap game to go to i felt bad for my friends that went spent thousands of dollars on that game just you know for for that heartbreaker Let's let's talk more about the, the game because, in addition to the the bad officiating, uh, Justin Jefferson was an absolute dog and made his presence known all across that secondary, and they had no answer. They had no answer. There were times in the game where I was like, "Why aren't they helping Lattimore more with safety help?" And they didn't. And you know, you take away the officiating, I think that cost them. I, I really do because. They believed in their guy, and Jefferson got the better of Lattimore. Yeah, he had a game-high 147 yards yesterday. Missing Marcus May, you didn't realize it until yesterday. That that was huge. That was huge. That was huge. huge. I mean, injuries as a whole. I mean, we're really a beat-up team, and that's no excuse. Because, I mean, last year, you know, we we were down to our fourth-string quarterback at one point. But, I mean, injuries have, have really just bit us hard this year, and – you know, seeing not having Marcus May, you know, allowing Jefferson to have a, a, a game high yesterday. I am proud that they held Cook to 76 yards. Now, granted, he is dealing with a shoulder injury, but I mean, we hadn't given up a hundred yard game, rushing game for for a while, and then you know we did, and then yesterday they held him to 76 yards. So that that was some one positive. There were a few positives I could take out of this game. They bottled cool up again. Cousins pretty well. They kept him under 300 yep. yards passing, sacked him three times. Yep. Yeah, three sacks. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, there were some positives. Lots. I mean, that kick was just that 60 yard kick was incredible, and you know it was it came down literally a game of inches on the second kick. I mean, Alave obviously that's why he was rookie of the month last uh, for September. I mean, he's you know he's he was well worth that first round pick. But I mean, the, again, the penalties, 102 yards. We just we're shooting ourselves in the foot, and. We're a quarter of the way into the season already, and I'm just concerned right now. All we're hearing is lip service. If things don't change, this is going to be a long season. I've said it over and over and again on paper. This is an extremely talented team, but it is not reflecting on the field at all. Yes, Jameis is – we were without Jameis, AK, and Mike Thomas yesterday and still literally came within, you know, an inch of going into overtime and, and winning the game. So there are positives. I'm not going to beat up on a team that's already beat, but the, the, to get real, like you say, um, this, you know, this team needs help. There's a lot of issues. It starts at the top. It starts with coaching Dennis Allen, you know, to me, in my opinion, he's, he, he had such a presence in that, in that locker room on the defense. And I feel, I don't know if he's splitting himself thin, still kind of managing the defense. I, I don't really know because, I, I mean, I'm on a locker room to, to, to see the meetings. But I feel like, you know, right now all we're hearing from him is, oh, we've got to get better, but we're not seeing the changes on the field. 
And when your fan base is calling for your coach's head three weeks into the season, that's pretty bad. That's a, you know, that's, that's pretty telling. I feel like he's trying so hard to, I said this on my show last week, he's trying to be their friend and not their coach, not a disciplinarian. This is a very sloppy, undisciplined team. And that's one thing Sean had his faults, but he would not allow what's going on right now with this team. He would be benching guys. You would see him on the sidelines in their face, screaming. I mean, we've all seen Sean do it before, you know, pull him out of games, bench them. But this is, this is not what we're seeing from Dennis right now. It's too complacent. It's too vanilla football play calling. It's just there, there's, there's just so many things that we can go around and it can be corrected. It's all things that can be corrected because we have the talent. There I does not seem to be team and the talent, a sense of urgency, Tina. No, team, not right? not until the last five, four or five minutes right, of the game. Right, and, and, and it's and, almost too late. And and that's the thing that that stands out to me about this team because on, on look injuries have played a huge role, and the penalties have played a huge role. And I'm not going to disagree with any either one of those points because they they have made an impact. But I also feel like if this team was better prepared and better coached, they wouldn't be one in three. And, and believe 100%. And I just I I keep hearing these rumblings like you're talking about about him being kind of relaxed and everything like that. And sometimes that happens when you change teachers, right? When the when the substitute teacher comes in, the substitute teacher likes to be a little bit more relaxed and everything like that. And, and that's great, but I keep hearing these rumblings like he's not as disciplined and he's not holding these guys accountable. Eh, that's when things snowball on you. That's when you go from a team that has talent that is teetering on being a bad team to being a bad team. And that's my bigger concern. Let me ask you about the offense. No Mike Thomas, no Alvin Kamara. Once again, they just can't seem to get healthy on that side of the football. What would you make of what you saw out of the offense with Andy Dalton under center? I mean, Andy Dalton's a different kind of quarterback than Jameis Winston. I mean, and people have been saying for two weeks Jameis needed to sit, and I agree. I love Jameis. I think Jameis has such potential here in this offense, but he's hurt, and the injury that he has is not an injury that's going to – he's going to sit out for a week and everything's going to be better and can come back next week. I know Saints fans are going to disagree with me here, but I think Jameis needs to sit out next week against Seattle. He needs more than one game to rest up. His injuries, more than one, are serious. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, his, you know, his, uh, his back injuries can't get worse. I mean, when a quarterback is honest about his injury, when a player period, cause you know, they always kind of, you know, gloss over it. Jameis sat out several interviews and said how bad his injuries are and how much he's hurting. Why are you going to play him when Andy Dalton played de decent this week? I mean, yeah, he did give up that fumble, but I mean, he was uh, two for 28 and had 136 yards and a touchdown. I think another week with this team. And if we can get Mike Thomas back, depending on what's happening with him and his toe. If, you know, Kamara gets better, if he can rest those ribs, give Dalton another week, give Jameis another week to rest. I mean, he didn't play poorly. The line only gave up two sacks. Jameis was getting hit left and right, which I think is contributing to him every week seem to be regressing because of his injuries. You can't tell me that he's not getting worse, even though they said initially the first week, oh, his injuries, you know, it can't get any worse. He's wearing a special jacket. No. Rib injuries, back injuries, those are serious injuries. He, I think he said he, his hip was hurting and his ankle's hurting. He's got four fractures in his back. He said every time he puts pressure on that back, uh, takes a back step, you know, he can feel it through his entire body. Why put him out there to subject himself to that pain when he can rest another week? Andy Dalton wasn't terrible. You know, give us the best chance to win on Sunday against Seattle and, and try to start correcting some of the issues 
and let Jameis get 100%. Because, I mean, we have a long, long season. The 17 games and our schedule only gets harder. I feel like the O-line did a little bit better protecting him. Either that or, you know, or, or Andy Dalton, just because he's not injured, can just, you know, uh, he's reading defenses better and he's more a little bit more mobile and, and, and he's got more experience. Whereas I think Jameis's injury is really playing into it. He's not, everybody's like, oh, you know, that's the Jameis that y'all haven't seen, you know, that, that, that he was with Tampa. And I'm like, no, I judge based on what Jameis did here with the Saints over the last six, seven games prior to his injury. That's the Jameis we had here. I felt like, you know, we were on track with him. The injuries played a part. But I, again, like I said, Saints fans will not agree with me, but I think he needs to sit out this week and possibly maybe the next week against the Bengals, just depending on how he's doing on his rehab. There's no reason to rush him back. Tina, I only got about 30 seconds, but they're yours. Is Sunday's game a must win for them against Seattle? Definitely. This week was a must win. But yeah, it, it, if, if we don't if we don't see any additional improvement this week against Seattle, that we're in trouble. The Saints are in trouble and, and Saints fans need to just prep for, for a long season. Tina, appreciate your time as always. Keep up the great work that you're doing there with Canal Street Chronicles and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Have a good one. It does feel like must win time on Sunday because it's only going to get tougher. Cincinnati, Arizona, Vegas. Vegas is struggling, but still, they won yesterday. Russ is cooking in Denver, by the way. Spent a lot of money on that team being mediocre. We got to take a timeout. You're listening to the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You love sports. We love sports. My kids love sports. Our dog loves sports. The cat... What, are you kidding me? No. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here is your traffic update on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. There's a stalled vehicle at West Glorious Switch and Lewis Arsenault Road. As always, if you see a problem, let us know about it. Grab that phone and give us a call. 706-0119. Superior Contract Cleaning, Acadiana's top choice for flood, fire, and mold remediation. Visit superiorcontractcleaning.com. That's your traffic report on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. There's never been a better time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Sign up today and place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win. If any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game, you will win $200 in free bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use bonus code KevinF200 when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. 
Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code KevinF200 to win $200 in free bets if any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Louisiana only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Samstown Shreveport Casino. This fall, Academy of the Sacred Heart and Berkman's Academy invite your family to experience the sights and sounds of student life in historic Grand Coteau. Throughout October, we're hosting a series of open house events for potential students and their families. Our open house events are the perfect way to get a behind-the-scenes look at our beautiful campus grounds and single-gendered approach to education. From classroom walkthroughs and sanctuary tours to a complete overview of school offerings and the enrollment process, you'll gain all the insights you need to make the best decision for your child's future. What's more, application fees will be waived in October for anyone who attends an event. But hurry, because space is limited. Reserve your spot today for Academy of the Sacred Heart and Berkman's Academy Open House event by visiting ash1821.org slash tours. Again, that's ash1821.org slash tours. Well, it's time to kill two birds with one stone, my friend. Help a good cause and do some early holiday shopping. The Opelousa St. Landry Rotary Club auction is going to be held on Tuesday. That's tomorrow night on KDCG Channel 50.2 over the air, Cox 9, Charter 11, and LUS 22. The auction begins at 6 o'clock sharp, and viewers can bid on a variety of items, including gift cards, vacation packages, sporting goods, home decor, memorabilia, and so much more. All proceeds go to worthy causes, and items can go for pennies on the dollar. So make sure to tune in for the Opelousas St. Landry Rotary Club auction tomorrow night on KDCG. It starts at 6 o'clock. I want to take a moment to thank our guest, Jeff Palermo from Tiger Rag Radio, Corey Diaz from the Daily Advertiser, and Tina Howell from Canal Street Chronicles. Our poll question of the day was, how close are the Saints being considered, quote, end quote, a bad team? Right now, 56% of you say very close, 27% say close, 17% say not close. Robert Duplachan says we can be 3-1 and one just as easy as 1-3. The refs suck, injuries suck, play calling sucks. <laughs> that's pretty. That's, that's fair. All of that is, that is fair. Look, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button just yet. But they're going to have to get, by the end of October, above 500. They're going to have to win three of those four games if they can do that they're going to be just in they're going to be right there because the nfc is wide open the nfl is wide open as well thanks for all who voted and commented on our poll question of the day that's going to do it for today's edition of rp3 and company for the producer extraordinaire miss hannah five names i'm raymond parts the third better known as rp3 we'll do it all again tomorrow six to nine but until then be safe out there be kind to one another Kevin Foot and Footnotes is up next right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.